What's up? It's Tony Schiavone. This episode of What Happened When is sponsored by our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity showing arises. That's right. Get your dick hard whenever the opportunity arises. Unfortunately for me, that's not been much, but Blue Chew has been my saving grace. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the good old USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Let me repeat that. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Best of all, there's no more awkwardness when you go to the pharmacy and you say, hey, I'd like a hard-on, please. Right now, we got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code WHW. How simple is that? Go to BlueChew.com, use the special promo code WHW. You only pay $5 shipping, get your first shipment free. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WHW, to try it free. BlueChew is a better, cheaper, faster choice. We've been saying it for months, for years here. And we thank them for sponsoring What Happened When. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is Sean Connery, and the promotional considerations are afoot. I'm here to tell you about BoxerGimmicks.com. With new items each week, it's the official store of what happened when, something to wrestle with, and 83 weeks. Log on today and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life or something for yourself. And by Patreon.com slash WHWMonday. If you want to be a low-key big hog or a glass-bottom boat rider, a member of the Hot Tag Express, or the Slap Dick Nation, that's what I like. Dick Slap! <laughs> Regardless, you can join Conrad Thompson and Tony Giovanni with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When right now. And by AEW Dynamite on TNT. Join the revolution each Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Shivani and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett 
Memphis Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and first what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man, Quadlike Bill, Make a Chair, Tommy, come over here! Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? A very special edition, just in time for Turkey Day. Thanksgiving is upon us, and that can mean one thing. If you're an old-school wrestling fan, it's time to talk about Starcade, and here to do it, here to lead the way. The man, the myth, the legend, the voice of your childhood, Noah Anthony Chavon. Hey, it's a Thanksgiving Day tradition. How's everybody doing today? Good to be talking to you. Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson. I can't wait. I'm going to throw it in the old Wayback Machine. We're going to go to the very second Starcade ever. Ever. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm really excited about the main (laughs) event. Uh, A million dollars is on the line as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair, is going to take on the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. We've got a very special guest referee. Boxing legend, smoking Joe Frazier, but boy, the undercard gets a little dicey, kind of hit or miss here. What's wrong with Jesse Barr, the Zambui Express? What's wrong with downtown Denny Brown? What's wrong with Paul Jones and Jimmy? The boogie, boogie man, bang it. Tony Shabanto. Don't do that again. Okay. That was, that was not good. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen, uh, back then in 1984, which this will be my second Starcade, I was uh, pretty pumped up about it, and I thought it was a great card. And for Jim Crockett Promotions, for all the things they did on TV, all the angles they did on TV, it was a big card. But it, it does not uh, age well. Uh, no, it does not. Now, sometimes that makes for the best show, and I'm hoping that that is the case today. And I'm proud to announce that besides... You know, me pl- plugging and shilling my mortgage company throughout the show, which I plan to do a lot. Uh, this show will be brought to you uninterrupted, ad-free. Oh. Uh, it's our gift to you this Thanksgiving. How about that? How about that? Ad-free. Uh, and are you, do you have a star cast to shill? No, I'm done with that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad you've done a great job with them. Congratulations for retiring from Starcast. Good job. Thank you very much. I'm, You're welcome. You know, I, I knew that the, uh, the ship had sailed when you left before it really got started. You were like, mm. okay, so there's nothing else for me to do. It was like, no, there's three more days of fun field stuff. Okay, cool. So my party's over. I'm leaving. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Circle it right around to me and blame Tony. That's fine. I'll be your fall guy. I don't care. Your fall guy. Listen, if, if there's a fall person in our group, it's mm-hmm. Lois Shivani. Is she awake on Thanksgiving? Can we get her in here? Wake her up. Let's get some yeah. going. Oh, she's she's wide awake. As as we mentioned, she makes the very best turkey on Thanksgiving. No, she doesn't. Is, 
Yeah, I know you go bitch about that. But anyway, here she is, Lois Shivani. All right. Three, two, one, play. Well, we start out with going back to Starcade 83. We're going to show Ric Flair and Harley Race. We're going to show the end of that with Gene Kaniski down uh, as the referee. And uh, Flair getting up top. And here he is, crossbody. And then the one, two, three. So we go back to a year ago and talk about how Flair won the world heavyweight title. Kaniski, sell that leg, would you? Yeah, a flare for the gold was 1983, and there we go. What mm. what a commentary duo this is. Gordon Soleil on the left and mm-hmm. Bob Cottle on the right. What do you think Gordon's had to drink today? Oh, my gosh. Gordon has uh, had a lot of that little uh, bottles of gin that he gets from uh, the airlines. Stick it in his pocket, have a swig of it, and uh-uh with Bob Cottle, who was the voice of my childhood, as a matter of fact. And one of the great men of all time. Of course, million dollars on the line. As you can see in the background, the wonderful Greensboro. Oh, they just cut out the lights. The wonderful Greensboro Coliseum, which was the, the place. It was the mecca of Jim Crockett promotions. Any big thing that happened, happened in Greensboro, North Carolina. Fans are going crazy. Absolutely crazy. You, you didn't have to, and Tom Trunk and Tom Miller in the middle, you know, you didn't have to, Conrad, back then, sweeten uh, the, the sound. Why, why, of, why, why do you call him Trucking Tom Miller? Because uh, that's what he was known as, as a overnight disc jockey uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina on WBT for many, many years. He talked to the truckers. And they, the truckers would come through Charlotte, and they would call him on the phone or, uh, and, um, it was something else. So truck and Tom Miller, I don't know if truck and Tom Miller is still with us or not. He had some alcohol problems in his life. And, uh, what was his, what was his alcohol problem? He would spill it or yeah. All over him after he had about 40. What do you all think? Right. What do you think of the presentation here of, uh, dudes and robes, dudes and robes. Well, they're, they're going for the, uh, the real look here, aren't they? I mean, these, they look like they just left bed, bath and beyond. <laughs> so this is the, uh, world junior heavyweight championship. What's your favorite Mike Davis match? Uh, it's going to be this one right here. What about Denny Brown? Uh, I, there was a lot of Denny Brown matches that I liked. Fuck you. How's that? Yeah. Fuck uh, you. Don't fuck. It's not fuck me. It's fuck you. If we're going to start out right here and there's the world junior heavyweight champion. And by golly, there's a very, very young Earl Hebner. And that Earl Hebner, by the way, is the most famous person in the ring. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, that's right. You know, Denny Brown off often got a, uh, a push in Jim Crockett promotions. Why do you reckon that is? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, he, he didn't, uh, they really didn't have him do. We, we had him come in and do a couple of interviews in the backstage area. I remember that. And, uh, they never did like the interviews that he did, but they continued to use him as far as the world junior heavyweight champion is concerned. What do you think of those? Uh, terrible. <laughs> there's deep arm drag takedown. Yeah. Whatever. Danny Brown, by the way, looks like if Gino Hernandez had an ugly child. 
he may have had that. If Gina Hernandez and Marty Jannetty had a baby after a drunken bender, it would be Danny Brown. And the guy he's fighting here, what's this, this guy who works for nationwide insurance here, Mike Davis. Yeah. He looks like the, the, the poor man's Nick Bockwinkle. Hmm. All right. So poor man's Nick Bockwinkle is, uh, getting the left arm worked on now by Gino Gennetti. Well, now, according to Wikipedia, oh, because that's what we're doing for fucking research on this show. You, you tell me you don't use Wikipedia. What, okay. what, what, what is Wikipedia? Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you say Wikipedia? Week. It's W E E W E A K Wikipedia. Oh, I thought you meant week like your penis is weak. Okay. According to Wikipedia, he retired in 1997, so he had a great uh, career of 17 years. Who's he? So there. Pronouns, pal. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Denny Brown had a great career of 17 by, years. By the way, Denny Brown, his entire yeah. Wikipedia is two sentences. Yes, it is. What the fuck? He had a great career in two sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, have you looked at your own Wikipedia? Yes, I have. I haven't in many, 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 many months, maybe a couple of years. Uh, by the way, it says he is the play-by-play broadcaster for the Gwinnett Stripers of Minor League Baseball's International League, a commentator and podcaster for Major League Wrestling, and a commentator and senior producer for All Elite Wrestling. There are so many mistakes in the very first sentence. Mm-hmm. You don't do shit with baseball. You're not a podcaster for MLW. Mm-hmm. Are you even commentating for MLW anymore? No, I'm not. Well, that explains why Court Bauer and MLW unfollowed me on Twitter. Also, I'm 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 the reason that Court Bauer unfollowed you on Twitter. Blame and, Tony. And the reason well, Doug Markham blames you for him being fired by MLW. There you go. Blame me for everything. I don't care. Okay. Blame me. Blame okay. Here's another shirt. Blame me, comma, motherfucker. Blame me, comma, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. How about that? By the Meanwhile, way, hey, we we are we're ignoring one hell of a match here. Good. It's Denny Brown full body slam by Mike Davis. This is, this is, this is textbook junior heavyweight championship type stuff. Cool. <laughs> I can't, you know, you, you're, you're, you're just a fan. I know. And you're such a great fan. And I, I, I cannot believe that you don't appreciate old school stuff like, oh this. no, listen, Tony, I do. I'm just busting your balls. You've been to my den. You know that I've got a pair of dusty roads boots and my man came downstairs. Like, and a picture of Denny Brown. Of course. You know, I mean, Denny Brown is, I, this is a little known fact. And I don't think a lot of people are in the loop on this, but as a fat guy, I'm here to spread the knowledge. Denny Brown created the grand slam breakfast. <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. Oh uh, yeah. I'm thinking you're full of shit. Well, no, no. A grand slam breakfast comes with like everything you can think of. I'm talking pancakes, bacon, biscuits, eggs, ham, grits, oatmeal, sausage, and fruit. And he <laughs> personally created that. Do you uh, have a big breakfast on Thanksgiving? No, no, we don't do that at, at the Conrad household. The Conradison has been called right. before. Uh, we do uh Thanksgiving at one o'clock. Uh-huh. And, uh, you don't need to eat beforehand. You need to just wait because it's going to be, I mean, you're going to put a hurt and you're going to be hurting for certain come about one 2 o'clock. So you guys eat in the afternoon, one o'clock. Now that's uh, two o'clock your time. Cause I'm central. You're Eastern. Right. You know, when I was growing up, 
we ate at night at thanks during Thanksgiving. That was odd. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of times we ate at night, uh, at the Shivani household with Lois Shivani cooking dinner at Thanksgiving. We ate at night. Uh, one time we ate at 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night. Yep. What's the deal with that? Uh, Lois Shivani, uh, was, did not know how to, uh, organize cooking. What does that mean? She just wasn't good at it. She needed help and didn't have it in the kitchen. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I'm just, listen, I'm, I, I'm a young buck in the marriage game. All right. So I don't know shit. And I, I'll admit that to you right now. I'm just trying to figure it out, navigate my way through this. I need a little help. If this woman ain't throwing no cooter on you and she can't cook and she don't clean the goddamn dog hair. What we doing, Tony? Question I asked myself many times, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I think one night, I think one night, I think your pickers broke. <laughs> one night when we, uh, one night, uh, Denny Brown just won the title, by the way. Well, uh, it's like grand slam breakfast. There it is. <laughs> he had all the nutrition he needed that day. And you see the spikes, the crown on the top of the title. Each yeah. one of those represents another breakfast item. Oh, there you go. I like it. Hug it. There you go. Shake hands. I love sportsmanship. I love sportsmanship. But I do. I, I uh, when we were eating uh, Thanksgiving dinner at ten o'clock one night, I'm thinking, "The fuck am I doing here?" Yeah. Uh-uh. Tony Schiavone Thanksgiving dinner at Gordon Soli. Uh-uh. <laughs> but uh, the good news is, is that uh, I would miss those ten o'clock Thanksgiving dinners by going to this back in the eighties, <laughs> which is which is tremendous. Uh, but you know, no, we uh, uh, it, it's changed a great deal now. Uh, basically cause Lois has a lot of help. Yeah. All the Turins have gotten married yeah. and they've That's got, right. they've got help now. And right. Yeah. So listen, this year at Thanksgiving at the Conradison, of course, uh, we haven't eaten it yet, but, uh, the Silvas are going to be joining me all four of them shits. Wow. And, uh, mama Silva is bringing over a ham mm. and it's weird because when, when I invited them over, you know, she being the consummate do-gooder is like oh what can we bring mm. <laughs> and then dave i'm like i ah, just you know whatever you want i don't care oh look at this uh, guy look at this handsome shit. devil you young bastard uh-huh you look like Wee herman right here thank you very much bob Cottle and gordon Shelley. i'm in the back we're going to bring you exclusive interviews as only i can bring as you can see nature boy rick flair is worrying about how many sea breezes he's going to have after the match as hey. you know he's going to go over Let's play the audio here. I'm going to play the audio of this interview for the uh, right, talent all over the country and has come out still the heavyweight champion of the world. We'll talk to him later on. We'll talk to all the wrestlers. We'll talk to the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Of course, tonight it's for $1 million and for the heavyweight championship of the world. It's a gigantic night of wrestling and we'll be here in the uh, dressing room all night. And right now we take you back to the ring and the voice of the Greensboro Coliseum, Tom Miller. Boy, you're a nervous motherfucker for that. <laughs> Fuck man, I was in my element. Dude, that was that was crazy to hear you like stutter and pause. Like 
you're just so new to the game here. You just didn't want to fuck up. I mean, this is what a year after you got to see behind the curtain for the first time. And yes, one of the biggest shows you've ever been a part of. What, what the fuck, Mr. Ito? Yeah. I mean, how, I, that's the reason I'm, that's the reason I'm nervous because Miss Ito, Dave Meltzer, shit, he's wrestling. The very popular Brian Edis. Edis. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. How do you not know how to say his name? I was in the bag, yucking it up with the guys. Fuck, I didn't watch this shit. By the way, he is 59 years old. His other ring names have included, and this is real, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he looks like Meltzer. That, that it might have been Meltzer. That, of course, is uh, directly from, as you called it, Weekopedia. Weekopedia. Actually, he's a he's a very handsome guy. Oh Jesus! I don't know why we didn't use him more. Well, here he's going in against. Missaito from behind Whoa, reverse into a hammerlock drop to hold down. You go. Whoa. That's kind of what Mr. Ito was probably thinking in his head. I feel like Mr. Ito works at DDP yoga. <laughs> yes, he does. As a matter of fact, his name is Garrett. Hey, calm down. We're not doing, I didn't, I didn't mean to take it that far. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to have fucking yoga heat now. <laughs> no, you're not. Garrett's one of the great guys, man. He is. He's like one of the unsung heroes of that. Oh, outfit. he's, he's so, he is so talented. He does everything over there. Yeah. If you want to know who Garrett was, he was the one dressed up as one of the, uh, fee, uh, the league of their own, uh, girls in that, uh, Halloween havoc video that we did recently. You were so proud of that bullshit video. Yeah, I, I was. I, I was so happy. I was so happy because when I said, come here, honey, finally a good looking woman came to the door with me. All righty. Okay. That was a joke. All right. That was a joke. That was a high joke. So don't tag Lois Shivani on Twitter and saying that Tony says you're ugly. That was a joke. No, it was a high joke. That. You said, that's not what you said today. What you said was Lois can't cook and Lois won't give me no sex and she can't clean. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you want to tag her in that, that's fine. But don't tell her she's ugly because I didn't say that. I said she can't cook, clean, or fuck. That's what I said. Hey, so we just saw a very young Anthony backstage. Yeah. Um, how many of your children existed by that point, by November of 84? November of 84, we had two. Matt was born in 82 and Laurie was born in May of 84. Chris would be born a year later. You know, in hindsight, you probably should have just cut it off after three, right? Well, in hindsight, I should have put the car in reverse and went back to Virginia. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think after Matt, it was all downhill. Boy, was it ever. Matt has a little bit of, uh nervousness about him yeah he's high strung isn't he i mean i love him for it mm -hmm. it's what makes him good at his job and successful and all mm -hmm. that stuff but you can tell he gets a little fucking on edge yeah he just he's he really well it's a perfectionist he really wants i got an airplane spin and got the win 
Yes. At least we're getting these out of the way quickly. Well, you know, we are, we are, listen, Conrad, we are seeing very good technical wrestling matches. I'll, I'll take Darby Allen and Joey Janela. Well, I would agree. But in 1984, this was some pretty good shit. Oh, listen, I'm just busting balls. I think this is a fine show. I've just, it's, it's a wonderful show. Yeah. I'm just busting balls because this is before my time. And that's just what I do here on the show. Like I always about, pretended to hate the Houston episode with, with uh, Bruce, but it was actually a very good episode. I love the history of, of wrestling. I mean, God damn, that's all I do is nostalgia podcasts. I'm all about it, but I've got to have something to be cantankerous with you about. Yeah. Well, there's always something to be cantankerous with me about. How do I sound today? How does my microphone sound? Dude, I was going to compliment you. I think this is the best you've ever sounded on the show. Well, I got a new microphone. Well, it's about fucking time. I got the blue Yeti. Oh shit. That's not a good microphone. You got one too. Yeah. For the road that I, that sounds like shit and people complain about. Okay. All right. Let's take a look. Once again, the chops back in Vosito with chops. And, uh, Dave Melcher is going to turn a little knife edge chop here. Little known fact, Mr. You know, you've, you've already outed Brian, as you call him Adidas, Uh um, as being Dave Meltzer, little known fact, Mr. Ito was the ring name of the torches, Wade Keller. That's Wade Keller right there (laughs) up for the airplane spin. Yes, it is. I bet you didn't know that. Did you? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. What do you think of, uh, Gordon Sully's boutonniere? And by the way, I know a lot of people are going to take issue with that because Mr. Ito died in 2011. Well, so did the torch. So coincidence, <laughs> I think not. Hmm. Would, would that have been Brian Mitchell's fault? Uh, you mean Bruce Mitchell? Bruce Mitchell's fault. Uh, you know what? Let's just go with Brian. <laughs> by the way, Mike Graham is here and he's going to, you know, we've had some really good back-to-back matches. Uh, we're here to grind that to a fucking standstill. This match is for the NWA Florida heavyweight championship. Your man, mm-hmm. Jesse Barr. Yeah. Jesse Barr was, uh, Jesse Barr was a pretty big star in Florida at one time that I know. And fans who follow NWA wrestling know that as well. Not only that, he put a mask on, was a member of the funk family at one time. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I think he was. Jack Funk or something like that, if I recall, the WWE for just a short period of time. You may want to Wikipedia that and see if it's in there or in, in the WWE website. Why, but Why would I Wikipedia that? Okay. But uh, Jesse Barr was a big star in Florida at one time. Jimmy Jack Funk is what you're trying to say. Okay, Jimmy Jack Funk. So uh, here we got – look at this. These guys are trying. It's amazing. I, I think – if anything, this, what the show is, is bringing to us is showing how pro wrestling has evolved. By the way, Mike Graham was a fuck. So I mentioned that. Why? He just was. No, he wasn't. Mike was a, Mike was a hell of a coach. Yeah. He's a fuckhead. That's what he was. Okay. He was a hell of a coach though. No, listen, he would just, he's a goddamn know-it-all who claimed, I know. he claimed that he and he took WCW to Disney and he convinced Hulk Hogan to be a bad guy. And he created the NWO and you know, he, uh, Jeff Jarrett never drew a dime, you know, and here's the thing I'm all for criticism of Jeff Jarrett. He's a big boy. He can take it, but this is a guy who's supposed to be a wrestling expert. What the fuck did Mike Graham ever do? 
You know what he did? He shot out of a great man's dick. So fuck Mike Graham. He ended up shooting himself in the head. Well, so, just like his dad did. Okay. Don't know what you want me to say to that. Yeah, I got along with Mike Graham, though, so. It's a shame. That is one of the... I don't think anybody talks about that. They talk about the Von Eric stuff. Nobody talks about Mike Graham, but as you said, Mike Graham's father committed suicide in 85. Mike Graham's son committed suicide in 2010. And then Mike Graham committed suicide in 2012. And all three gunshots, like... Yeah. That's a real fucking tragedy. So even though, you know, I disagreed with Mike Graham's wrestling philosophy, holy shit, nobody wants that type of tragedy in somebody's life. You're right. And you, you can't deny uh, what the uh, Graham family meant to Florida. They were to Florida with the Crockett's were the Carolinas, really. So uh, they were... Uh, they Florida Championship Wrestling was a big deal. They drew a lot of money down in Florida, and um, they had big stars. Dusty Rhodes being one of the biggest, of course, and Jesse Barr was a big star. But <clears throat> back to my point, Conrad. Let's do it. Let's get back to your point. Just we're, we are we're showing how wrestling's evolved. You you would never see matches like this to open up a big show here in 2019. Fans would go. They would chant boring and fuck this shit. Well, but in, in 1984, here, here was, here was the way that you did it back then. And, and I, this was the mentality back then. And I, and I think there's something to be said for it is that you started off the wrestling, the show with wrestling matches and you built up to the violence and you built up to the angles and you built up to the carnage later on. Nobody was going early. These matches were going to do something crazy because the crazy shit came a little bit later on. You would never use somebody's finish as a high spot in an early match because that would be, that's just not the way it was done, but it's changed now. Finishes are high spots now. And, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. And I think fans realize this, how wrestling has changed through the years and, and, and probably for the best, right? Well, I don't know if it's for the best. I think that's debatable. I mean, it, it's changed just like television's changed, just like movies have changed, just like music has changed, you know, everything, even sports, you know, football looks a lot different now than it did back then. And you know, what, what was the fastest guy in the league back then or the strongest guy in the league back then? It's not the same now. Everything's different. And you know, that's just, you know, part of it, by the way, though, as far as fundamental wrestling, this is probably about as good as it gets right here. Absolutely. You know, just. We're telling a story. Everything looks good. Everything looks crisp. And by the way, I didn't realize that until I watched this video, but Mike Graham, definitely an extra in a lot of old ginger Lynn movies. <laughs> wow. Did you like ginger Lynn? She was before my time. I was just trying to think of old porn stars from the eighties. She is a good one. Yeah. See, I think like the first, like big porn star I remember in my lifetime was Jenna Jameson. Mm-hmm. And then like Janine Linda Mulder, like that era, that's like the first time I remember like, oh, these are porn stars. But you know, I, I, I've heard Mick Foley talk about, you know, Christy Canyon and I know Ginger Lynn was like a, a big famous one. And who, what was the other lady's name? Um, mm. Marilyn Ginger Chambers. She was a big one. Right. 
It was the, no, but there's some lady who like teaches stuff now. What's her name? Oh, Nina Hartley. Okay. And then there was one of those like uh, Sika, Seka, whatever. So I know there's like a handful of like big name porn stars of the '80s, but I was just went with Ginger Lynn because I thought it was uh, the most prominent name. Mm-hmm. Who was the other one you said after Ginger Lynn? Uh, Marilyn Chambers. Nah, it rhymed with bend me over or bend her over. Oh, oh, I don't know that. Okay. So chat me up though. Uh, what's your favorite Ginger Lynn movie? I don't know. Hey. I can't name porn movies. Why not? Because were you really in into it to remember the name of the porn, uh, the name of the movie? No, you weren't. Uh, yeah, I was. Meanwhile, we're in the midst of a great Greco-Roman knuckle lock. Boy. And you want to talk about porn. Have you, have you Googled Ginger Lynn 2019? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she didn't age well. Well, she's 56, bro. I know a lot of beautiful 56 year old women. All right. Let's make a list. <laughs> you wouldn't know any of them. So there. <laughs> here's a great, here's a great name from 1986. This is from her filmography. Beverly Hills Cox. <laughs> are you excited that they're bringing Beverly Hills Cop back? It's a real thing, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I am. You should be. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. You think on, in this movie from 1986, Beverly Hills Cox, they did the old banana in the tailpipe trick? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Do you? Are they bringing back Judd Reinhold? I don't know. Ooh. You know, I, I didn't he, he was a good part, part of that movie. I thought he played a very good part. He may be dead. I don't know. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He did good stuff back then. Though. Oh yeah, he did. He's uh 62 years old now. Well, we all age and you will too there, Conrad single leg pickup. He's going for the figure four. He's going. Oh, he went to the ropes. See how he put over the figure four like that, man. As soon as he put it on, he said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Great storytelling. Putting over the hold, putting over Ric Flair's hold. By the way, old Reinhold got arrested in 2016. For what? Flipped out in a uh, airport over the pat down from security. Yeah, he must be a dumbass prick then. Uh, he said it had a medication reaction. Uh, of course he did. And that's the one big excuse. Wasn't my fault. It was the medication. It's your fault, fucker. You took the medication. Okay. People come up with so many excuses of why they're pricks. You're just a prick. You're a prick. Oh, you're fired up today. Not talking about you, Conrad. You're not. I'm talking about in general when people come up with reasons. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little bit too much to drink. I really wasn't myself. Yeah, that was you. That's Thanksgiving, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, do we want to give everybody a rundown of what we got coming up? Uh, we've got, uh, Zambui express against buzz Tyler and the assassin. Number one. Is that what you're talking about? No, but go ahead and continue. No, you're talking about the shows we got. No, no. Up. Keep running through the matches. Okay. Uh, we got, uh, Manny Fernandez against black Bart. Woohoo. Uh, Tully Blanchard. We'll go up against God. We got a lot of matches. We'll go up against Ricky steamboat, which is pretty good. Paul Jones, Jimmy Valiant. And that's going to be, uh, God, that's going to be in a uh, tuxedo match. Dick Slater, Cowboy Ron Bass. 
Ole Anderson, Keith Larson against the Koloffs, Ivan and Nikita. Superstar Billy Graham against Wahoo McDaniel and then Dusty and Flair. And plenty of Tony Schiavone to interviews. Let me tell you, too, the, the, the only two things that I remember about this show. Look at the camera shaking the crowd so into it. Yeah. And they're into just a, uh, they're into a side headlock. We got to get ginger Lynn here on the show. Oh, please. Just so she can say, well, back in my day, missionary was a high spot. <laughs> these, these girls need to slow down and sail. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're being entertained by this one, but we are. That was a finish back in 85. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> By the way, when's the last time you uh, mm. had a conversation with JR where he didn't get a little fired up about something? Yeah, I, I've never had a, a conversation with JR when he, he didn't get a little fired up about something. I don't know why, but anytime I'm having a bad day, I can call JR mm -hmm. and he'll get good and fired up. And then when I hang up, I just feel better. <laughs> no. Wow. He's, he's the best man. I'm so glad I'm, uh, we're back in his world or he's in our world. Oh, by the way, what I was alluding to was what we've got coming up here on the show. We appreciate you tuning in. For our Thanksgiving tradition this week, Starcade 1984. Uh, next week, we're going to do Clash of the Champions for Seasons Beatings. And I know what you're thinking. Was Tony Schiavone around for that one? Mm. And uh, what? You don't think you were? Yeah, I was, I think. I'm not sure. Probably not. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can tell. Yes, he was around for that. It's 1988, yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ric Flair and Barry Windham are going to be taking on the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Come on, that's wow. a good show. We've also got the Road Warrior Animal taking on Dusty Rhodes. We've got Ivan Koloff and Paul Jones, Dr. Death and the Italian Stallion. And then, of course, the Fantastics taking on Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons. Uh, that is coming your way next week. Uh, the week after that. On uh, December 11th, Starcade 1989. And this is uh, one of the only Starcades. Maybe this is the, yeah, this is the only Starcade you ever missed. Yeah, this was uh, Future Shock, right? Wasn't that the name of it? That's right. And on top, it's Ric Flair and Sting. Uh, that's going to finish out a tournament that's got the great mood of getting his first loss in the company. Mm -hmm. uh, but Lex Luger's involved, Sting's involved, Muda, Flair. Uh, and then, you know, through a series of matches, it winds up with your finale being sting and flair, but we've also got a series of tag matches. Steiner brothers are involved, doomed road warriors, uh, lots of big stars on this. And the iron man gimmick is the concept for both the tag teams, uh, and the singles competitors. So not a lot of guys on the show, but a, uh, a lot of really, really big stars, you know, sting Luger, flair, Muda, road warriors, Steiner's. Wild Samoans and Doom. How about this video package here? Yeah, they're showing the the angle with uh I think let's see, Dick Slater, Cowboy Ron Bass, and uh 
in Black Bart. What building is this? I know you know this building. Uh, this is Spar uh, This is, I believe, the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. Spartanburg, South Carolina. I say that because the National Wrestling Alliance banner was on the top there in the back, and I recognize that 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 ceiling. Uh, for some reason, uh, I'm, wow. So there's your angle, man. That's enough to get anybody pissed off. Coming up next, we got assassin number one and buzz Tyler mm. taking on the Zambui express. What's somewhere out, somewhere out there, buzz Tyler, if he's still alive, unless he has sold it, has a mid Atlantic belt. Cause he walked out of Jim Crockett promotions with it in his possession, quit, walked away from wrestling. Buzz Tyler, as we speak is, uh, an elderly person. Well, we all are. How old is he right now? I think he's like 73. Well, avalanche buzz Tyler was, uh, was pretty good. And, uh, and I love that mid Atlantic, uh, title that he had. I wonder if he's going to have it on here. Yeah, in his Wikipedia, it says he would later forfeit the NWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship after leaving the promotion in July of 85. However, he refused to return the title, claiming then-Booker Dusty Rhodes withheld money owed to him, and a third version of the belt was eventually used. Right. Well, the old uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship belt, I loved it. It was one of my favorite belts. Why? And it sucked. It did not suck. Oh, it's horrific. No, it wasn't horrific. Look at this. The Sambui Express. <laughs> Leroy Brown and Ray Candy. I loved Ray. Ray Candy does not look like I remember him, but he was so good in Uncle Buck. Mm. <laughs> I think Great Outdoors is probably his best work, though. <laughs> I never got the Harry Crumb thing. It's John Candy. Well, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. stage there's, name. there's avalanche buzz Tyler. Look at that robe. And there's Jody, Jody Hamilton. Oh, the mask assassin. What do you think about John candy? Is it unbelievable how much good shit he was in? Yo, man. Stripes blues brothers, national lampoons, vacation splash mm. Brewster's millions. Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Great Outdoors. I know. Uncle Buck, Home Alone. And then, you know, dumb shit you like, like Cool Runnings. Fuck. You didn't like Cool Runnings? Fuck no. You're so full of fucking shit. Cool Runnings suck, dude. Okay. Meanwhile, back to the show. Uh, the Here's the two things I remember about this show. When I go put it back in my way back machine, you know, my brain, Yeah. <laughs> we were in the backstage area and they had a monitor in every, every locker room. So you could watch the show and we're just kind of sitting there watching the show. And I'm sitting there with dusty and Joe Frazier and dusty has a pumpkin pie. Of course it's Thanksgiving, right? He has a pumpkin pie and he looks at Joe. He said, Joe, you want a piece of this pumpkin pie? And Joe goes, yeah. And he grabs and gets and he eats a piece of pumpkin pie with his hands. And he's sitting there watching TV eating the pumpkin pie. Now, as he's eating the pumpkin pie, Dusty looks at me and winks and smiles. 
as if to say, I'm feeding Joe Frazier pumpkin pie. I don't know why that sticks in my memory. And then later on in the show, after Dusty loses uh, and uh, Joe stops the match because of blood, I Dusty says something, stops the interview. I didn't know what to say, and he pushed me. Motherfucker pushed me. Like Chris Jericho pushed me on Dynamite recently. Those are the two things that I remember. I remember smoking Joe eating pumpkin pie and Dusty Rhodes pushing me. Isn't that weird? Of all the things that happened. No, it checks out show. for you. No. No, it's called age. Hey, let me bad. ask. Serious business. Not kidding around. Oh, boy. Zim- Zimbabwe Express. The Zambui Express. What, Go ahead. Whatever. Uh, is this the largest African-American tag team you remember? Uh, I would think so. Unless I can think of, uh, I mean, they were bigger than, obviously, bigger than Harlem Heat. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this might be it. You're talking about size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not success. Yeah. Come on, fuck right. that. Harlem Heat's the most decorated African-American tag team ever, right. without question. But Private Party will beat that one day. Yeah. Probably. I mean, Private Party's combined age right now is like, the age of one of your kids. Right. Yeah, they got, just, they got they plenty of time kids. to do it. Do you think they're, they, do you think they're two of the low key breakout stars of AW? I, I do. I don't think enough people are talking about them, but they should be. And I think it's, it's, uh, our job to make them bigger than they are now. I, I'm not saying we as JR Excalibur and me. I'm saying uh, we as a promotion. You know how you get over, don't you? Yes, you do. You do promos. You do interviews. I think Matt Jackson thinks they're the next Young Bucks. That's high praise. Yeah. That is high, high praise. By the way, let's get back on our schedule. Okay, back on our schedule. Here we go. December 11th, as we talked about, Starcade 89, but December 12th, I'm sorry, December 18th, the next show, a week later, is going to be the 20-year anniversary, basically, of the December 20th, 1999 Nitro, and that's where the NWO 2000 was formed. Do you remember the NWO 2000? No. That's where they did the NWO with silver. You don't remember really? That? You don't remember that either? No. Well, <laughs> Bret Hart and Goldberg for the for the title, and Bret Hart joins the NWO. Okay. Jeff Jarrett's there. None of this rings a bell. No. Cool. Uh, on Christmas, <laughs> we're gonna do something fun. I thought, hey, what better way to celebrate the holidays than a little massacre on Thirty Fourth Street? Oh, okay, good. So that's the ECW pay-per-view from December of 2000. And uh, I think you'll be pleased that Francine is involved in the main event. Mm. Let's stop this and put that up right now. No, we're good. Okay. Electra's there too, and I think you'll be a big fan of hers. As in Carmen? No. Uh, But they're Electra, and that's definitely what they're going for. She right. was, uh, she was going for, well, she was a dancer 
at the uh, Satin Dolls in the movie oh, The Sopranos. I like her already. Television show The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. The uh, Bada Bing Strip Club. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you've probably seen her boobies, whether you wanted to acknowledge that or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, New Year's Day, we're going to do something fun. I don't know that you'll think it's fun, but I think our listeners will think it's fun. We're going to have you watch the episode of Monday Night Raw where Mick Foley won the title. Oh, my God. The butts in the seats thing? The butts in the seats thing. And by the way, that same week on the other channel, we'll have Jim Ross watching the finger poke of doom. Those two shows went head to head, and we'll get both of you to watch the other person's show and talk about it. Wow. I think that should be fun. That's that's uh, that's good booking there, there boss. Uh, then the following week, December, or sorry, January 8th, we're going to do Guilty as Charged 2000, where a young Conrad Thompson is in the crowd for All the right. ECW pay-per-view in Birmingham, Alabama. All right. Can't wait for that. But uh, actually, uh, we probably should bring up this interview here, shouldn't we? Yeah, I'm for it. It's me with Dusty Rhodes. Uh, and then we'll get back to, uh, are we going to see you in the crowd, do you think, during that that show? Yeah, probably. I'm front row Jones. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm going to talk about you the entire show. Look at that little motherfucker in the front row. Or look at that big motherfucker. You think we're ever getting to the interview? Because you, you, you've been teasing it for 38 minutes. No, we see. Uh-uh. But I go, no, uh-uh. Get to the interview. Uh-uh. 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 A flagrant disregard of the rules there by Jesse Barr. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Tony Schiavone. Very much. Gordon Soley, we're in the dressing room. We'll be talking to the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. You know, this man has been two times world heavyweight champion. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And Look at the Louis Vuitton in the background. Coliseum here tonight, the Greensboro Coliseum, and of course, shown all over the world, all over the United States. Let's talk to him right now, Dusty Rhodes. And of course, he's sitting here, and uh, you have been all over the world. You're one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling, if not the top name. The question is, is this the biggest night of your life? Well, Tony, throughout the history of wrestling, throughout this country... Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair names have been etched in stone throughout the world. I told Ric Flair live on television, I said, people got to make a choice. The people have to come sooner or later, find out who is the greatest wrestler, who is the greatest man alive on this earth today, professional wrestler Ric Flair. I know you're listening somewhere in this building. The talking is over. There's no more talking. There's no more bobbing and show business around and driving your big cars and showing your big watches and your fancy house and your fancy diamond rings. Dusty Rose, the American dream, relaxing here, sitting here live in the color fire satellite throughout this world, telling you one thing, very shortly from now, one million dollars goes in my pocket, Ric Flair, the world's title goes in my pocket, Ric Flair, and you are going to be yesterday's newspaper, and let me tell you something else, everybody take heed, Joe Frazier, wherever y'all be listening, because I don't want you sticking your nose in my business, me and Flair, one million dollars, I'm resting, I have nothing else to say, about this thing except I'm the prettiest man living alive anywhere in the universe. That's it. And tonight, he could become $1 million richer and could win the world's title for the third time. And now, let's take you back to the ring. I have nothing else to say, but I am the prettiest man alive in the universe. <laughs> it's too much. Oh, and he, he never gave a bad interview, I don't think. Well, that wasn't one of his best ones. Well, still, it was good. It was entertaining. I'm not arguing that. You yeah, got to get hot. Well, no, I'm just, 
What I was thinking, though, was as as they widen out that shot, how he's sitting in the back, just kind of slumped over, just trying to look cool. <laughs> oh, this is for the Brass Knuckles Championship. I didn't, I didn't remember that. Man. The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. Oh, he threw the sombrero out, and Dave Silva caught it. Look at Bart, man, looking mean. Dude, I'll never forget your black Bart promo. It's one of the <laughs> top five moments in the history of the show. <laughs> well, not only was it funny, but what was great about it is when Chris McDonald put the video with it. Yeah, and put the the cowbell sound. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Chris McDonald is low-key the most talented person in wrestling nobody talks about. Yeah, I know. And he's, 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 he's so low-key behind the scenes, too. He's like a... He's like a fucking introvert of sorts. Right. I, I try to push him out here and be like, hey, everybody, look at this shit. And he's like, no. And I try to give him shit, you know, when I see him and he'll just smile. He won't react. And as if I'm, I'm thinking, maybe I'm, maybe I'm really pissing him off. Look at Manny Fernandez pretending to be a ninja man. Hmm. Look at this. Hey, look at this angle. I love this angle. I do too, man. Dude, that's tremendous. Yes, there. I'd like to see a lot of matches from that angle. So, well, that, you know, with, with, uh, with drones and everything now, you could probably get some great angles. Uh, January 15th, we're going to be bringing a sold out 2000. Of course, that's famous for Chris Benoit and Sid Vicious in the main event. Don't remember that either. Well, you remember Chris Benoit quitting? Nope. Okay. You remember Kevin Nash and Terry Funk having a hardcore match to be the WCW commissioner? Nope. Do you remember the I don't I don't remember any of this. I can tell you that right now. It was all just another day at the office for me. What about Oklahoma and Medusa? Mm. I remember the Oklahoma character, but I don't remember his match against Medusa. You just block it all out like trauma? Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's do something you didn't see since you since we're not worried about you remembering anything. The 1992 Royal Rumble, arguably the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. We're going to do it on January 22nd. This is the one where Ric Flair would become the WWF world champion for the very first time. Yep. Very famous Royal Rumble. And then we're going to do the 2006 Royal Rumble, which should be fun. This one is, uh, the first time that Rey Mysterio would win. I mean, that's pretty cool. Don't you think Rey Mysterio winning a Royal Rumble? Wow. And then on February 5th, what you, what even you would agree, one of the greatest angles of all time, the undertaker, not the, sorry, brain fart, Andre, the giant <laughs> and Hulk Hogan on NBC's the main oh. event, yeah. the old evil referee gimmick. So we'll finish your year out with as much old school WCW as we can. We'll sprinkle a little bit on you in January. Uh, but we're going to spend most of January talking about ECW and WWE stuff, trying to do something a little different. I, I love watching, I love watching stuff that I didn't, I've never seen before. And, and the reason it is, is because again, you know, it's something that Jr. preaches all the time. Now, when we, when you talk to him, you say, we, we're not worried about what they're doing. We need to worry about what we're doing. And back then, I was not worried about what they were doing. I was worried about what we were doing. 
and I ignored the other stuff. So when I, I see these ECW shows and these WWF shows, I was not watching them at that time. And, um, It'll, it'll be great to go back and watch that. That's why I've kind of fallen in love with ECW, you know, through the years here of us doing these shows here. And uh, take a look at this, man. There's some hard way looking shit here. Yeah, I do want to ask, um, have you ever bladed? No. There's a little hesitation there. You know, why would I blade it? I thought maybe get Lois off of you or something like that. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm busted open. I've been lacerated. <laughs> God damn it. Not Do a bad idea. My crimson mask. <laughs> Unhand my Peter meat. <laughs> no, 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 no. You never, when you're naked and you got your dick flopping around, want to have a razor blade and Lois in the same room. Just saying. So, uh, what do we have to do to get you to have a no holds barred Christmas and cut your forehead? I ain't cut my forehead. First of all, needles. That's not, I'm not talking about a needle. I'm talking all about right. a razor. Uh, let me finish my thought here. I'm scared to death of needles. Needles make me pass out. All right. Anytime there's a puncture of my skin, that's why I don't have a tattoo because I can get in that tattoo chair and probably pass right out. That being said, I'm sure that if there'd be a razor blade next to my skin and I know that I'm going to gig myself, I would pass out as well. So, so what, I, I, what, I can't do it. All right. Here's what we'll do. We'll have New Jack come over. He'll do it for you. Oh, yeah. How about that? What? <laughs> New Jack will do it for you, buddy. No yeah, problem. boy. Yeah, man. I'd love to have New Jack near us around uh, Christmas time. That'd be great Christmas present. <laughs> What's wrong with New Jack? What'd he ever do? <laughs> to me, nothing. But there's a whole litany of shit that he's done, and I just. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it. We're coming up on it. We're just a couple weeks away. Are you coming to the No Holds Barred Christmas? <clears throat> I, I hate to disappoint you, but I don't think I am. Wait a minute. What the fuck? Well, I, th I'm in Tempe, Arizona that weekend. Well, yeah, but you're there like on the 14th. You're not doing shit on the 13th. Yeah, I'm, we're going to leaving for Tempe on the 13th. But you'll be back on the 15th. Right. Be back on the 15th. Well, come on over. You want to be? Okay. I'll come over on the 15th. There you go. All right. Maybe, maybe, I think you'll miss the, uh, the Bischoffs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's a shame. I'd, I'd like to see Lori. I haven't seen her in quite a while. But uh, the, the party is still going on. Oh, by the way, uh, and I haven't called him yet, and I need to call him, and I will have called him by the time this airs. But I do need to say uh, a very special thank you to 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 people who got me presents for my birthday. I certainly didn't expect it. Uh, they there were uh, a number of them. They got me uh, birthday presents, and uh, it's just amazing, you know. Uh, but I, I did receive something to the house afterwards from Super Dave. Really? Yeah, he got me uh, a couple of Batman characters. So, uh, and and I wanted to I wanted to say that about him because he wasn't at the party. Everybody else was at the party. I've already thanked for what they've done for me. But uh, that was an awfully nice day. Dave's like me; he's a big uh, Batman mark. And so I appreciate that. Look at this blood, man. 
What's your favorite match so far on the show? Well, it would have to be this one because of the blood. Oh, when my you God. Think. No. You don't like this? No, Mike Graham had the best match. Okay. And you hated Mike Graham. Yeah, yeah I'm allowed to like his match. Yeah, it, it told a pretty good story. You hear Kevin Sullivan in the background? I do. Which, which yeah. one of your dogs is that? I know you've told me recently you were going to have to murder some of your dogs. <laughs> it's Bug. Oh, well, you're not murdering him, are you? No. Which Bug's dogs did mom. you decide you were going to have to murder? Uh, looks like we're going to have to put him down. Eventually, he's not doing well. But we're taking him to the, another doctor for a second opinion. And we'll see. How are the dogs doing at the Conradison? They're great. There's no dog yeah. hair. <laughs> Do you think where Dooley's going, there's dog hair? Like, is there dog hair in heaven? No, I don't think so. So he won't be comfortable at all. If there is, then there's an angel with a vacuum cleaner. Well, are you pretty excited about uh, going back to me? Uh, first of all, let's take a look at that a unique angle, everybody, from the top. Ooh, from the top. It is a good angle. Yeah. Can you believe it? JJ threw the brass knucks in. The dumbass threw them in the, the wrong way. <laughs> Did you see? Okay, uh, now he throws the, the rope in. And there's the roll-up. The world's worst roll-up I've ever seen. Yeah. But it got the win. So we're getting ready to track Tony Schiavone talking to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. One of the great baby faces of all time. This is before Bonnie, isn't it? Yeah. I believe. Boy, they certainly filled a lot of time here, didn't they? They had a lot of FaceTime to Gordon and I like the setup, but I do think it's fun. There's glass behind them and you can see the reflection. Right. That's a recap from uh, circuit 83. You were wrong. You're a liar. Not a liar. I was just incorrect. No, no. That's the same thing. <laughs> I ain't a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. How's that sound? How, wait, wait. Why are you using foul language? I don't know. I just thought I'd pick it up a little bit here. Why do you have to respond to that? Okay, here we go. Okay, once Try again, we're back with Ricky Steamboat. And Ricky, we were talking about Stark 883, but now let's talk about tonight. The fans have seen the tape of what happened with the Long Riders and, of course, Tully Blanchard. And, of course, you have a big match tonight. You have put up $10,000. They injured your back not too long ago. The question is, we're going to see exactly what happened once again as uh, they went off the top rope with a boot and went on the look like maybe the small of your back, and that, that could injure anybody. The question is, as you watch this with me right now, how are you feeling for this all-important night in your uh, in your career? Well, Tony, as you know, everybody gears himself for this this particular night. Um, nothing. Everybody's talked about this particular evening all year long. Uh, depending on who you're going to wrestle, just depends on the, what the buildup is to you know for throughout the year. Uh, I had my run-in with Wahoo McDaniel in the United States Heavyweight Championship. That ended up to be uh, something at the NWA. We couldn't see things my way, and um, had a tournament for that. And Sort of got a little frustrated there and took off in another direction with Tully Blanchard. And everybody has seen uh, over the past few months of the what I've had to go through with this man. Now Ron Bass, Black Bart, J.J. Dillon, they come into my gym, try to make it look like a zoo, uh, try to purposely hurt my brother, this and that. And what the fans saw on TV was you saw, uh, I guess, together about four men. Bart, 
Bass, J.J. Dillon, and also Tully Blanchard dressed up as one of the long riders, mm -hmm. tossing Bart the boot, coming off from the small of my back. And this just happened just a couple days before this important right. evening right here, something that every wrestler has been gearing himself all year long. Uh, I've had to go to the chiropractor every day now for the last two days. Uh, to get my back uh, adjusted, I've got some, uh, my lower floating ribs are bothering me. I've also got a severe bruise in the lower part of my back and also uh, the muscles have been torn away slightly. Um, right now, uh, I can stand on one side pretty evenly. The other side, if I put my weight on, it hurts me tremendously. But like I said, everybody's geared themselves for this particular evening. Uh, mentally, I'm going to try and just throw the pain out of my mind, gear everything towards Tully Blanchard because this is how important this evening is to me. I've laid down some heavy stipulations. I've laid down some money, money out of my pocket. Not a promoter's come up here and offered money or helped me out in any way. This is money out of my pocket, and Blanchard's also got money out of his pocket. This is very, very important. And over the last couple of months, it's developed into a personal issue. So like I said, I've got some pain within me right now. I'm not going to let uh, Blanchard, if he's listening anywhere around, I don't want him to know exactly how severe it is. But I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to give it my best shot. Blanchard, you know I've been down before. And in this profession, you understand also, regardless if you're hurt or well, you still carry on. And when I'm looking across that ring at you tonight and into your eyes, brother, that's the only thing that I can feel in my heart is to get after you and everything that you've stood for and everything that you believe for because everybody knows that you've nothing but a yellow-bellied coward, but in the contract you cannot go nowhere. You're going to have to stay in there and face me. The pain that I'm feeling is going to be erased by the time I enter that ring. But you can bet, Blanchard, that in the back of my mind I'm going to remember that you were part of trying to put me out of this important evening tonight. We're going to try to talk to James J. Dillon and Tully Blanchard later on. And, of course, all eyes will be on this man, Ricky Steamboat, as he puts up $10,000 and goes after the TV title here tonight. We'll try to find James J. Dillon and Tully Blanchard on the other side of the Coliseum. Meanwhile, let's go back to Bob Cottle and Gordon Soley. So what's great about that is he says, I've gone to the chiropractor every day the last two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's two days in a row. That just sounds like something I would say to you here on the show. <laughs> God damn it. You do this every show, two shows in a row. Uh, a real, uh, as they used to say, uh, real baby face interview there for Ricky Steamboat. Next up's going to be some real entertaining shit, boys and girls. We've got Paul Jones and the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant daddy in a tuxedo street fight, loser leaves town match. All right. Shivanto. I believe we're going to also have an interview with Tully Blanchard first. If I'm seeing this right on my, uh, on my WWE network. Boy, you know everything, don't you? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know everything. I just can see that, you know, but man, Gordon Soley and Bob Cottle getting a lot of FaceTime, man. And, uh, 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 the back of their heads are being more and more prevalent here. By the way, <laughs> uh, this week, uh, this past week, I guess it was last week. I'll get it right. I was talking to Arn Anderson. We did a little Q and a episode and uh, someone asked if he ever thought about shaving his head once he started to lose his hair. And he said, no, he's got a palmetto bush and that's what he's going to keep. And I said, did you ever hear what Tony Schiavone called your uh, hair situation when he saw it on an action figure? And he said, no. And I said, a flesh colored yarmulke. He loved it. Television champion Tully Blanchard on my right over here and, and manager James J. Dillon. And of course we all saw what happened to Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> What's going on? Are you trying to maybe injure him before his big match with Tully tonight? Is that what you try to do? I'm not trying to do anything, and nothing's going on as far as I'm concerned. I'm not in a very good mood. I just got shortchanged on a very raw decision, and that's just, it's just one of the small things that happened around here that I'm objected to. And it looks like somebody has taken this opportunity 
to try and slander myself, try and slander the long riders, and try to slander the television champion, Mr. Tully Blanchard. You know, there's a big difference between pride among fellow Texans and what some people are trying to imply is some kind of conspiracy to do away with Mr. Ricky Steamboat and Tully, I don't know, but from where I stand, trying to be objective about it, it looks to me like he's crying before he ever gets in there because he knows, as I do, that you are, in fact, a superior wrestler. Well, JJ, I appreciate that, and uh, I do. And I am a superior wrestler because of the fact that Ricky Steamboat, you've got to make excuses. You've had to make excuses over the last three or four months, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, all time limits. I carried you, I took you and now you've got a hurt rib, a hurt back, and you want to cry. You back me into the corner, you got the, if I get disqualified, I lose the title. If I run and stall, you get the title. Ricky Steamboat, you had to put up $10,000, a contract to sign. Hurt back, broke leg, anything. And it's a sad, sad thing that a man that has reached the epitome, the apex of his career, has to make excuses before the biggest night of professional wrestling, before he gets in the ring, of why he can't win. Well, Ricky Steamboat, your fans out there, they might cheer for you anyway, broken ribs or not, you're going down, and then after that, the world's champion, whether it be Flair or Dusty Rhodes, Tully Blanchard is on a path of destiny. One thing for sure, Tully, it's his problem, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> well, one thing you do have to say, for months this man has held on to his title and to his money. You can't take that away from him. But what happened the other night really has to give him the advantage tonight when he goes after Ricky Steamboat and the $10,000. Let's send you back now to Bob Cottle and Gordon Sorley. You know what's cool is... Tully Blanchard what's always knew where to wear his hat. Do, do what? Say that again? Tully Blanchard always knew where to wear his hat. Uh-huh. Just pull the brim down to the caterpillar. Right. He sure did. <laughs> That's cool. I, uh, I'm really enjoying Tully being in AEW right now. If I can bring that up. Yeah, let's jack off AEW a little more here. On the no, show. no, I'm I'm jacking off Tully Blanchard here. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, use both hands. Okay. No, he's uh, he knows his shit, man. I didn't say he didn't. He's great. I love him. I'm a big so fan. So that's there you go. And and I, I'm really relishing the chance to being able to work with him again. I I do. I really relish in the chance to be able to work with uh, Dean Malenko again. Sounds like you just really like relish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you run out of shit. You run out of shit to say to me. Relish. Relish. Why don't you mustard it? Why don't you sauerkraut it? Huh. Why don't I chow chow pickle it? What the fuck is a chow chow pickle? You know, know what chow chow pickle is? No. Oh, I, I guess in Alabama it's just chow chow, right? What is chow chow? Oh, stop it. You know what chow chow is. I swear I've not what you're talking about right now. I'm Googling it. Oh, it's dog food. It's a, it's a dog. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at the back. It's like a big puffy dog. <laughs> what was the thing? Chow, chow, what? Chow, chow, pickle. Chow, chow, pickle. Or chow, chow, relish. Oh, oh, oh. This is brand of relish. I thought it was like a puffy dog. No, I don't eat. I don't eat relish. You don't know what you're missing. Sausage patties with chow chow pickle or 
How about this? Even better, brown pinto beans with chow chow pickle on them. How bad is your gas after you have that? <laughs> Ooh, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> I bet that shit would peel paint. <laughs> it, it moves me off my chair. There's no way to, there's no way to kayfabe that either. You know, of all your kids, who has the rankest farts? Uh, back when they were younger, it used to be Tim. Really? Yeah. But I don't, now I don't know. I bet it's Lori. It could be. Cause you know, women have horrible farts because oh. they always cave, they always kayfabe them. Here he is. The boogie woogie man. I just meant since she had a baby or whatever. Oh yeah. That could be it too. Man, can you believe Boogie Woogie in the tuxedo? Mm. You know, he had one of those songs that obviously they can't play here, but he had Manhattan Transfer's Boy from New York City. And when they hit that music, man, the fans would go fucking nuts. That was one of the, that was the, that was our one song that when they hit the music, man, the doon, 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 doon. Tuxedo match, loser leave town. Ready? I love that loser leave town. What town would that be? Can't go back to Greensboro. All of them. Okay. But bad, bad. Leroy Brown's his second here. But I think he was a Muhammad or a Kim or something. I don't know. So since we're looking at him right now, how about the assassin? And this fucking tuxedo too. This is the worst episode of Dumb and Dumber ever. <laughs> anyway, here's the song you're talking about. Well, in theory. That was it. Yeah. Well, why did that get over with the crowd? I'm going to make him mine, oh man. Yeah, that's memories, man. Why did it get over? It just uh, the the those first couple of bars. Do do do. I mean, that just when they hit that, people knew he was coming in, and and. You know, people, again, it goes back to doing promos. He had some of the most entertaining interviews, promos that you would have, and people were into that shit. Now, he um, he wasn't the greatest worker in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah. wasn't, even, wasn't even close. You know what, though? Neither was Michael Hayes. Right. And he was a heaps, too. Right. So, there you go. By the way, I invited Michael Hayes for Thanksgiving. Oh, I won't show up. You weren't invited for Thanksgiving. Oh, there. That's why I won't show up. He's not coming. I'm sure he's not. He's going to do it with his mom. No, well, good for him. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Good for him. My, I, Michael should be with people that love him. Are you going to uh, SmackDown in Birmingham this Friday? Please. What? Our friend, Bruce Pritchard. It's not running a network show, baby. You got to support him. That'd be great for me to show up at SmackDown, wouldn't it? Are you acting like you wouldn't be welcome there? I'm I'm not so sure I would be. Oh, just walk in with me. Come on. Dude, we got to go support our friend, Bruce Pritchard. I I have a lot of support for Bruce Pritchard. 
from afar. <laughs> what, what's the heat? What did, what did Bruce do to you? And there's no heat, you son of a bitch. You're trying to. Would you stop this stuff? What You're trying to instigate bullshit. Bullshit? What is that? <laughs> what is bullshit? <laughs> I relish my friendship with Bruce Pritchard. Well, it seems like you're sauerkrauting it. I'll tell no, you. No, I chow chow pickle it. I can't believe you never heard of chow chow. No. Good God. But I'm also not eating beanie weenies or whatever you're eating. No, it's pinto beans. Oh yeah. But you were saying something once upon a time about like Vienna okay. sausages and spam you, and. All right. You, do you like pimento cheese? Yeah. All right. Well, there's at least you got that going for you because I think that if you don't like pinto beans, if you don't like chow chow pickle, if you don't like fried chicken, if you don't like spam, if you don't like Vienna sausages, if you don't like, uh, sardines, then you're not really, really redneck. Well, I don't, I've never had a sardine and I don't want any. That's a big, what's Paul wearing a bra? By the way, you're going to act like I didn't take you to the best fried chicken place in the history of chicken. Uh, yeah, you, it was tremendous. Oh my God. What is happening right here? This guy, this looks like the worst ginger Lynn movie we've ever seen. <laughs> they're, uh, they're stripping the, uh, yeah, but he didn't even off. fight to keep his pants on. He just stood there. Well, he's, uh, he's his neck's tied up there. You see with the ring rope, with so the rope and he didn't want to break his neck. So he just has to keep his hands still. Yeah. I'd be trying to keep my pants on. Mm-hmm. Actually. I don't know. I may have just let it fly back then. <laughs> let it fly. Me. I'd let it dangle. Oh, he got off. So to speak the ropes. Uh, this really is a Gingerland movie. <laughs> uh, now here's, here's how Jimmy Valiant sold. Just shaking <laughs> his left hand. Just quivering. That's all he would do. And coming back. Boy, he's, he's hulking up before Hulk Hogan hulked up. He's valianting up. <laughs> Here comes his elbow. Come on. Oh, he put a sleeper on him. I thought he, he hit him with that elbow. Oh, Paul gigging himself. Look at this. Right on camera. Yeah. Because, you know, when somebody tries to put me in a sleeper, I start bleeding from the head. <laughs> hmm. Paul really uh, cut himself quite well here. Well, it's just, it's just the arms are around the neck so much. And that, that right hand is on top of the head, just squeezing the blood out. Boom. Down goes Leroy Brown. Down goes Sonny Fargo. Why would he hit the referee in the back of the head? Well, no, he, he, he uh, inadvertently hit the referee in the back of the head. No, he didn't. It was very vertently. Very vertently. Look at JJ. What the fuck's he doing? Oh my God. What are you hitting with? Look like Hulk Hogan's thermos. <laughs> now, Sonny Fargo's there, uh, shaking his head one, two and three. And Paul Jones beats the boogie woogie man. And now boogie woogie man has to leave town and he'll come back as, do you remember the, uh, this angle? I do remember. Uh, no. He came back with a mask on as Charlie Brown from out of town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you were going to make a joke or something. No, he didn't. He, uh, 
Charlie Brown from out of town, brother, baby. Next up, we've got an interview with Ski of On and the Nature Boy Richard Fleer. Ah, mm-hmm. can't wait, man. Ah, 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 Hey, you know this is uh, <clears throat> in. Look, wait, wait, wait a second. We've seen some bad shit in yep. the, the years we've been doing this. Yep. This is not that bad. No. Well, here's a part. Here's a part of it, though. For fair. We're just. We're just being polite. <laughs> you know, we have. We we're shit on this through. so hard. Shit on it so hard. That. Yeah. Uh, it can't possibly be as bad as we said. So we've set the proper expectation. Oh, okay. Got it. The key to life is managing expectations, you see. Really? Here we go. Here we go. The Nature Boy. Always a pleasure to be standing beside this man, the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And it's hard to say that you could be any better than you were one year ago at this time when you won the title. However, you have to be because you wrestle the top competition every night of your life uh, and you're still the world heavyweight champion. But tonight, it's not only for the title and a man you know very well, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, it's for $1 million. Well, Tony, the greatest honor of any, to any wrestler in the world today is to be the world heavyweight champion. There's only one honor greater than that, that's to win the World Heavyweight Championship and hang on to a fair period of time. This is Greensboro, North Carolina. I won the title here before. I've been all over the world, whether people like me or dislike me. They know that when I get in the ring, they're looking at the best wrestler, the most qualified athlete today to be called the World Heavyweight Champion. Dusty Rhodes, $1 million, Tony. The biggest purse ever put up for a professional wrestling match, as far as I'm concerned, any other purse for any sport of all time. A million dollars cash. Ric Flair is going in that ring, brother, gunning. And Dusty Rhodes, you lay over there as laid back as you want to, Daddy. I know you're watching me right now. You better be half the man that you've told these people you are, because you're jumping on the number one stud in all of professional wrestling. Last year this time, I stood with this man right before the match with Harley Race, and I said, he is ready. And I can say that once again this year. Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion, is once again ready. Let's go back to Bob and Gordon. The number one stud in professional wrestling. Something else, man. You know how, uh, as a shoot here, how thrilled I was to be backstage? I just, I mean, we're again, we're not too far away from... Tony Schiavone, the Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling Mark, and just thrilled. Look at the back of that guy's head. That's that's a great shot, isn't it? <laughs> Watch the guy in the hat. Hey, they were on camera there. When have they got any sardines in there? I wonder if I got any goddamn chow-chow. That <laughs> chow-chow would really set this wiener off. Oh, yeah, yeah. How about a fried Spam and egg sandwich? Mm-mm. Let me look again. There, yep, there it is. I think it's in there. He knowed it. He knowed it. He knowed that the goddamn chow chow is what makes that wiener really pop off. I can't wait to see some more wrestling. I bet old Dirty Dick's out there. And woman, we get home, I'm going to bring Dirty Dick back out. You know what I'm talking about? He's going to have to put him over. I hope Ron Bass puts him over. But either way, my Dirty Dick's getting put it over. You got it, sweetheart. What do you think of JJ always wearing the, uh, the tuxedo? Yeah. Well, he didn't have to worry about what to put on. Didn't have to worry about his wardrobe. Same thing every time. 
Well, we're going to see uh, a match between uh, two men here that are uh, no longer with us. And two men who were pretty tough guys and pretty good guys as well. I don't know if Sonny Fargo is still with us or not. Um, there's Jackie Crockett on the apron with the camera. And I don't know if you noticed uh, Bill Lapter, a very young Bill Lapter running around, taking shots. Look at that camera. Not like me and you Hold take that. shots here on the show. Right. How about Dick Slater? What's your favorite Dick Slater story? Mm. I don't have many Dick Slater stories. Were you a Dick Slater guy or a Dick Murdoch guy? Uh, I was more of a Dick Murdoch guy because I, I knew I knew Murdoch a, a lot better than I knew Dick Slater. Dick was kind of a Dick Slater, that is, was kind of a a, a tough guy to get to know. But uh, Murdoch was not. Look at that shitty belt. Wait a second. Wait a fucking. That's the belt. Yeah. That's shitty. That is not a shitty belt. That's a hell of a belt. Shit. We got to find that belt, Conrad. Tony. It may be in my attic, too. I don't know. Look at that belt, man. Woo. I was going to say, fuck you over here talking about we got to find that belt. You owe me a belt for three years now. And the nitro set that you've promised me multiple times just this summer. Well, I, I do know where the nitro, uh, set piece is. I wish I could uh, say the same, but I don't know where the belt is or your penis. Why don't you get some of your, your, uh, your guys, your cousins, get, uh, get them to come over here and go through our attic. Then let's do that. And, and let's get, let's get Clint and Clint to come over. All right. I'll send the Clint's and then okay. I'll tell uh big Clint, just take mm -hmm. anything wrestling related and bring it to me. Yeah. That's fine with me. He's going to pick up Lois and bring her home. Whew, that's really fine with me, but we're leaving all the goddamn dogs, including the ones you're murdering. Do you know, there's a, uh, in, in the, uh, in the attic here is Lois. There are. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ticket stubs from my old Mid Atlantic days. Oh, I, I saved a lot of my ticket stubs. We got to we got now to share that on Patreon or whatever. Yeah, they're they're not really worth anything except to me, you know. And yeah, they are worth they're up something. there somewhere. Why are you saying that? And not only that, there is a there is uh up up in the attic somewhere, and it only it means it has a lot of meaning to me. I had a friend named Joey McLean. When I grew up and he, Joey used to go to wrestling with us and Joey was an artist and a good one. As a matter of fact, he went on to, uh, uh, work in the art department at Nike in Seattle. He was a great artist. He had a drawing one time of, of a wrestling ring and guys in the ring and me at ringside and him at ringside. And it was, it was really, really well done. I still have that. I need to get that and, uh, get that out of the attic. And, um, frame it and show that on Patreon too. It's just a very, very, it would be a kind of a, a cartoon the way that, uh, Jerry Lawler would have done one or who else was a good drawer. Bret Hart was. Bret Hart was not near the artist that Jerry Lawler is. Well, yeah, no, no, not many people could, could say that anyway. Anyway, though, so, 
Uh, I went to with Joey McLean to a lot of places, and he was a great artist. And I need to get that. And show it to you. And maybe sell it to you. Sell it to me. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you, you buy a lot of shit. Yeah, and I sell a lot too, like Tony Schiavone on AEW. Damn straight. But I don't want to talk much about AEW on here. I love AEW. You know what I'm going to do the rest of the show? What? I'm going to do my best Tony Schiavone on AEW in person. No, no, don't do that. Well, first no, of all, I got to go get some douchebag CZs from the middle of the mall, <laughs> put them in my ear. Secondly, I got to not bathe for two days. Third, douchebags, CD, CZs from the middle of the mall. <laughs> Welcome to AEW, everybody. How do you like my douchebag CZs? Do <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Every time I wear those on camera now, people out in the around the world are going to say, look. He's got those douchebags. <laughs> Dude, they've been saying that. Oh, Missy Hyatt has made it her mission to get you to pull them fucks out. Oh. She. And by the way, it takes a lot for Missy to ask somebody to pull something out. <laughs> Stop it. I'm talking about earrings. Like she is a jewelry person. Got it. I, uh, it was funny that one tweet I saw of her. She said, I met uh, Tony Shivani's son. He does not wear earrings. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> That, that made me pop. And a lot of things on Twitter do not. Tony, I feel like, uh, this match sucks a little bit. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to suggest. There's bill after on the far side. I'm going to suggest that it's that time for the, Oh Tony, my God. Tony reads rap. Really? We got to do that again this week. We do every week. It's a tradition. I hope it's a good one. We got something fun coming up, by the way, for Tony Reed's rap. Uh, stay tuned to our YouTube channel. If you have not been subscribing to our YouTube channel, let me just give you a spoiler. You're going to want to see this. Um, I don't know another way to say it. I'm just telling you when it hits, it's going to be fire and you're going to want to be a part of it. And the, it's simple to do. It's uh WHW Monday on YouTube. That's all you got to do. Well, Tony, let me know when you're ready for me to drop this funky beat and we will play this week's selection. Big timers still fly. Still fly. <clears throat> now, please keep in mind that these are not pre-read. I'm looking at these lyrics as I'm reading them, rapping them for the first time. So if I stumble through some of the shit, it's because I, I didn't know. Okay, ready? I'm right in three, two, one. What's up, Conrad? It's our turn, baby. Gator boots with the pimped out Gucci suits. Ain't got no job, but I stay suave. Can't pay my rent cause all my money spent, but that's okay, cause I'm still fly. Damn, cause I'm still fly. Got a quarter tank of gas in my new E-Class, but that's all right, cause I'm gonna ride. Got everything in my mama's name. But I'm a hood rich. Get your kuka kakar, play gemstone shine. Tell mama get a mink baby. Girl, let's ride. 
your number one stunner. We're going to glide and go straight to the mall and tear down the inside. Do that product. Gucci full-length leather. Bourbon's cool on Coogie sweater. 20 inches pop my feather. The Shivani daddy I fly in any weather. Alligator seats with a head in the inside. Swine on the dash. G-Wagon is so fly. Number one, don't tangle and twist it. When come to when it comes to these cars, I am that guy. Kukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukuk
Some pretty good lyrics there, actually. How about uh, no fellas in that song either? There was one. Oh. And I think I said guys instead of fellas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. And I'm going to murder me more than one dog here, it sounds like. Fans can't hear it. We're still listening to the beat. Oh, good. Because you, you did a little speed reading right there. I ain't mad at it. One of the all-time great beats. From your boy, Manny Fresh. When, would they, when did that song come out? I'm going to guess early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, I... uh, it came out um, 2002. Okay. What did you think? It wasn't the worst one we've done. You do understand, though, that I would rather not do it at all. No. Yes. That that's true. But when it gets right. What are they doing here? What do you mean? What are they doing? Well, I know what they're doing. This is a intermission, isn't it? Well, they're about to wrestle the Russians. Oh, they're doing national anthems. Oh, got it. So there's a lyric in there that you, you, you sort of, you've never heard the song, but he's talking about how he's got porno playing in this suburban. Right. And he's giving play by play in the next line on the porn. And he says, oh. up and down and up they go. Mm. And I don't know why, but I thought. Boy, Tony would really appreciate that. I did. Now that I know what it's about. And you, uh, you also said, uh, in a Cadillac truck, 24 hours with tens, but he was talking about, he has 24 inch wheels with 10 inch subwoofers. Hmm. But he's broke. No. Oh yeah. I mean, all his money spent. Yeah. He can't, he pay, can't his pay his rent. rent. Yeah. And if all your money's spent and you can't pay your rent, well, it's time to get a house and do it with no money down at savewithconrad.com. Hey, by the way, me and you haven't spent a lot of time talking about this, but where are you at on, uh, on your mortgage? Do you know how many payments you got left? You don't have to answer, but do you know the answer? I don't know the answer. Well, I'm just saying you haven't done enough planning. You need to go to savewithconrad.com. Because mm. people walk around and they're like, oh, I got three car payments left or Hey, I'm going to have my credit card paid off at the end of the year, but nobody talks about their house that way. They just get used to living without that money. I think, you know, my granddad used to say the best snakes, a dead snake. Well, the best mortgage is no mortgage. So pay yours off faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. I can help you make that a reality. Save with Conrad.com. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. If you knew about my mortgage situation, it would explode your brain. Well, let me fix it. Mm, nah. All right, fuck it. Dun, 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 dun. Look at look at Don Cornoodle. 
the how, flag bearer. How much uh, cooter do you think Don Canoodle got? Oh, they all got cooter. But how much do you think Canoodle got? I don't know. I bet he got a below average amount. Mm. What would below average amount be just as in numbers or in quality? Either, both. Mm. Tony Schiavone levels. Mm. Which would be none. No, I mean, you've got 38 kids. As you can see, Don Cronoto was injured by the, uh, what's the stick head. he's holding in his left hand. Is he trying to get lightning to strike him? Just finish him <laughs> off for for at first. I thought it was the American flag, but apparently it's not it. It's just a stick. It's just a stick. Maybe he forgot the flag and he got out there and went, whoops, can't go back and get it now. What Keith Larson is doing this in this match. I have no idea. I, I'm well aware of all Anderson. Me too. Tell me about Keith Larson. I don't know anything about Keith Larson. Let's Wikipedia him. One, two. I, I don't know. I don't know what he is. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about him. Let's throw him in our Google machine. He, 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 he don't even have a Wikipedia. He doesn't. In fact, I just saw an old message board post that says, who is Keith Larson? Uh, apparently he also wrestled as Rocky Kernoodle. Someone suggests. Hmm. Could have been. That would have been Rocky Cornoodle. Don and Rocky became a great tag team or became a very good tag team. I don't know shit about Rocky Cornoodle. It was, it was Cornoodle, but, uh, Johnny Weaver always calling Cornoodle and Cornoodle stuck. What a badass Nikita was here, huh? He's the real life brother of Don. Yeah. Keith Larson became Rocky Cornoodle. There's that stick. He's trying to get struck by lightning. That's the only, that's the only explanation I got. Maybe it's his counter to the Russian chain. Since Ivan's got a chain, he's going to bring in a stick. Uh, look how Jack Nikita is over there. Holy shit. Got everything in my mama's name. By the way, this match is the longest on the card. They're going to go 15 minutes and 28 seconds, which means I can go take a quick nap. No, no, you can't take a quick nap. I'm tired, Tony. You No, well, well too bad. Too bad. Why? You, you probably never tire when you do Eric's podcast. I don't have to take Orange. Eric's at 6 a.m. Nor JR's, nor Bruce's, and no, you're going to be his buddy in Birmingham those, those at are, SmackDown. Those shows are all profitable. Mm -hmm. People listen to them, mm -hmm. and the co-hosts fire up at me. Are you doing some ASMR or whatever those initials are for you just making weird noises into the microphone? ASMR. Just making weird noises. Come on. Come on, Rocky. Here we go. Go charge those motherfuckers. Go get them. All right. What are we going to talk about? Oh, I don't know. Hey, let's talk about Christmas. What are you getting me? What do you get someone who has everything? More stuff. 
<laughs> well, you had that answer ready, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll start thinking about it. Cause I'm expecting maybe, a good present now. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with avalanche buzz Tyler. See if I can buy that mid Atlantic belt for you. That'd be real cool. Actually. That would actually be the best present I've ever gotten. Really? Yeah. Better than that drop kick that Rocky Cronodal Keith Larson just threw. This is where we are, buddy. How about those Arn Anderson? I mean, only Anderson boots with the stripes, the classic Anderson boots. Those are cool, aren't they? Those are cool, man. You have those? No. He don't either. I'm sure. He might. I doubt it. I bet you. Uh, you know, I could. He lives here in in Georgia with his girlfriend and. I think all he's got at this point is like Velcro shoes and Sanzibel pants. It could be. I wonder how, I wonder how he is. I'm sure he's not doing he's, well. He's old as fuck. Yeah, I know. I mean, remember the last time we saw him was what, like four years ago? No, I've seen him since then. I'm not an asshole. Where'd you see him? In Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, the, this, this last one they had, he was there for that. Okay. Was he? I don't know. It's not my job to watch him. Well, you said you saw him. Where did you see him last? What year was it? When was it? It's 2019. Okay. So it was the thing they had in Charlotte. Okay. Wasn't it? All right. No, tell me, where did you see him? I'm agreeing. God damn it. Don't agree because you're bullshitting me. Where did you see him? Upside your head. <laughs> well, I ain't going nowhere with this. Nope. Sort of like Georgia. Wow. How bad okay. do you think LSU breaks it off in the ace hole? Well, we'll see. No, no, I'm asking. Real the, 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 the two wins, the two wins that I want happened. But what do you think it's going to be? I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just a broadcast engineer. I don't know. I'm a broadcast producer. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not really a fan like you are. What? I'm not. What does that mean? That means that I go there to work. I enjoy it, but I don't get all caught up in it. When I get home after a football game, I don't tune into ESPN to see what the other scores are. I'll check on my phone to see what the other scores are, but I won't watch highlights. Wouldn't watch a football game, college football game, if I wasn't working it. Just the way I am. That's where I am in my life right now. When I get home from a football game, do you know what I'm watching? No. Disney Plus. What were you watching two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Well, because there was no Disney Plus, you motherfucker. Okay. Uh, probably Prime Video. Probably episode of Bosch. Or an episode of so The don't, Marvelous Mrs. Mizell. So you don't enjoy football. You just enjoy baseball and, 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 and shitty wrestling. I enjoy baseball and wrestling, yes. And Star Wars. And so oh, very much Star Wars. That's why I got Disney Plus because of the Mandalorian. What is a Mandalorian? You'd have to be in the Star uh, Star Wars world to know that. I, don't, I, I legitimately don't have any idea what you're talking about. I know you don't. Mandalorian is a is a series now on Disney Plus from the Star Wars universe. It's not uh, it's not cartoons. It's not animation. It's live action, and it's tremendous. Is that the one with like the baby Yoda? Everybody's talking about. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I can't wait to hurry up and not watch that. 
Big spoiler here on what happened when. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I, it, it still, it still blows my mind that you, loving wrestling the way you do, have has no love at all for science fiction. Well, just, you, you had me at the name Mandalorian because I thought that's those the Back to the Future car. And then, then I realized it might actually be like a little baby Hawaiian guitar or something. It's, I guess it's none of that. No, it's not. You know, fucking Oli could work, couldn't he? Really? Man, he could. He could, he could do so much. I mean, everything... Everything that Ole Anderson did was real from the way he worked in the ring, from his punches and his kicks to obviously his promos, which were phenomenal. Just good stuff, man. What are you thinking of the Arn show on Westwood one? The orange show on Westwood one. Yeah. It's your friend, Arn, Marty Lundy. Yeah, he has a right, podcast with your friend, Conrad Thompson. It's on Tuesdays, the day before this show drops. Who's your producer that who, when you, uh, when you guys do that show, who do you send it to Jojo? Okay. Tell Jojo he needs to edit out the breaths. I could do that. I could edit them out. Oh, you mean? Cause Arn, cause does this. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. It takes it'll take a little while to do it, but you can get him out. He could also just back the fuck up. Yeah, he could do that too. <laughs> but he has a, he has a very has a very expensive uh, and uh, microphone, as you know. And uh, hey, you want one? I got an extra. I'd love one. Those are big time studio mics. Yep. The Joe Rogans. Hmm. <sighs> we should do that the rest of the show. Sounds like yeah. smoking weed. <laughs> you know, I've never smoked anything in my life besides meat and tires. Which reminds me with all the edibles out there now, why would people smoke anymore? Assholes. I mean, why would you? Put that stuff in your lungs. Those people say, I, I really, uh, you can't regulate how much you're giving with an edible. You don't know. It, just, it hits you differently. I like to smell like shit. <laughs> I want my breath to stink. I want my facial hair to stink. I want my hair to stink. I want my clothes to smell like skin. <laughs> and then some of these assholes are going to be, I like the way it smells. Yeah. Well, why don't you shit in your hat? <laughs> And see if you like the way that smells too, because it smells like you've got shit under your hat. Eat a fucking gummy like everybody else. How about all the edibles that that you had backstage at Zanies in Nashville? Wrong. I know for sure. I know for sure I did not eat one of those. I know for sure. I know you're lying now, motherfucker. It's the first time uh, I've ever had an MLW referee give me drugs. I'm just kidding. He's not an MLW referee. God bless him. Dude, you fucking ruined that guy's life. 
He's just back to calling Indies in Tullahoma and Hazel Green now. Hmm. And Court Bauer unfollowed me on Twitter. Well, probably because you were shitting on him for uh, not using Doug Markham. No, he unfollowed me before that episode dropped, smarty pants. Well, what did you do to him? I was friends with you, and you fucking left no. him for AEW. No, 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 no. And then you no. were shithead about our podcast going to Westwood One, and now look. He quit linking our shows. He unfollowed us. MLW doesn't even follow us, and I've been jacking off their product from the beginning. Uh-huh. And they fired my referee buddy. I feel mm-hmm. bad for Mance. He may be next, and he don't even know it. Yeah. Cause we've put him over that, that means, you know, court's going to court's going to whack him. What did you think of the bear hug? I think it sucked. I loved it. It's horrific. Why would you not just headbutt the guy or punch him or elbow him? Kick him, in the, you, kick him in because, the sack mate. But no, it, it look it, in, in the course of telling a story, it was great because you know, you're gripping, you're pulling and he's trying to get out and he hits you in the head and you, and you just can't shake loose. It's a great storytelling device. It is. It shows as, as bullshit as it may be, it's showing the power of Nikita and it's showing the never die attitude of Ole Anderson doing everything he can to get out of it. It's a great storytelling device. I loved him. So there. And I know I'm right about that. Hello? I'm just listening. Okay. Just thinking about who else works at MLW that we're about to get fired or in trouble. (laughs) Court's not like that. Court's, listen, Court is a great guy. Oh, I know, dude. I'm busting balls. You know that. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Court's been cool with me for years and years yeah. and years. I'm just that's what we do. By goddamn, Tony, do I have to explain our gimmick to you now? Well, you no, just- I had to I had to qualify it because one time we got on here and we uh we were busting court's balls and court sent me an email. He said, Do you and I have heat? And oh went, shit. Are you serious? Court. Yeah. I said, Damn, Court. We So I just wanted to let Court know we're busting balls. We love you. We do. And it's a pretty damn good match. Don't tell court. He'll cancel it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck that. Ryan, if you're listening, we need a shirt that says, don't tell court. (laughs) No, they'll do that. Court will ask for money for the shirt. No, we'll use like a gavel or something and it'll. Oh, okay. Got it. Make it feel like it's for probation purposes or something. This is a good tag team match. This no, is this not. is fundamentally sound. It is. I've never enjoyed a Koloff match. I've never enjoyed a Keith Larson match. I've never enjoyed. Okay. I've enjoyed a couple of Ole Anderson's. Yeah. I'm ready for this one to be over, but unfortunately the next match is also 13 minutes. Like, dude, I'm starting to fade fast on this show. Now it started out better than I expected. Cause they were zipping through them, but dude, a 15 minutes, Keith, Keith Larson and Koloff match with a well, 78 a good- minute bear hug spot. Here's the, here's the good news. Uh, the good news is that we are, we don't, we're almost done. 
it's it's showing like uh, the show is two fifty eight, but really it's going to go end up being about two fifty four, two fifty three, something like that. There's a lot of black at the end. Yep, I, this is good. This this bear hug is, man. They're working this. See, this is. Oh my God! What is, you know? What I forgot. Uh, we didn't talk about what happened last week on Twitter. Did it involve Jim Cornette? No. Last week on Twitter, CM Punk said, "Wow, I'm trying to catch up after missing five plus years of wrestling." Of course, two weeks ago, CM Punk came back. Um, not for right. Starcast. Of course, I did that in August. Uh, this is November, and WWE finally got around to playing catch-up ball with Fox and FS1. And, and Punk debuted as a correspondent there and, and one of the talking heads on that show. And he's like there, Troy Aikman. He's like there, Derek Jeter, You know, as far as the expert on the subject matter. And he tweeted out, I guess it was last Monday. Um, Hey, I've missed five plus years, but I'm doing my best to catch up and I'm going to pull no punches or something like that. I'm probably, I'm just paraphrasing, but he tags all his co-hosts on the show. And then the last two people he tags are Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. And Tony Khan responded and said something like, uh, I thought you were the only time you tagged me is when you were grasping for leverage or no, I'm doing it wrong. Let me correct it. Punk said, essentially, no one is safe. And Tony Khan said, no one's safe. Wow. Sounds like a a WWE plane in Saudi Arabia. Whoa. And Randy Orton chimes in and says, what's that old thing about glass houses? And it was a controversy with Tony's dad. And Tony said, boy, I thought you only tagged me whenever you needed leverage for a new deal. Um, wow. But that's a, that's a made up story. Nothing to it. It's years old, but in the time since that story was posted, you said the N word on Twitch. And then, uh, Brandy Rhodes responded and said, that's it. It's over. That's a TKO instead of an RKO. And Charlotte from WWE rolled her eyes and said, but with an eye roll emoji, please. And Randy Orton finally responded to Tony Khan and said, Hey, Jacksonville Dixie. If I want Mm -hmm. to talk business, I'll talk to your dad. Mm -hmm. And of course she's referencing Dixie Carter from TNA. Mm -hmm. So it was an absolute meltdown. That CM Punk got started accidentally. Tony responded. Randy responded. Brandy responded. Charlotte responded. Just a lot. Mm. Uh, I was paraphrasing all that, but that's mm. pretty close to what happened. What say you, Tony? I'd say nothing good comes from Twitter. How about Don Canoodle just wearing people out with that mm-hmm. crutch? Yep. That looks like Tony Khan on Twitter last week. Mm. Nothing good comes from, from Twitter. Lots of good stuff comes from Twitter. Nope. Nothing. Sir, there's some good people on Twitter, but nothing good comes from it. At all in the end, is bleh. Well, where are you at on it? 
I assume, on Twitter. I assume you're on the WWE side of things. I'm not taking sides here. I'm not getting involved in this bullshit controversy. <laughs> well, you need to support your uh, your man Tony. I do support my man Tony, but if I say something about it, it's going to be all over Twitter. So go. I, Let's make some headlines. No, I'm not. I don't want to make headlines. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. All if right. you want to keep, hey, here's the deal. If you want to keep shit off of you, don't jump in the fucking sewer. Let me ask Remember you. that. All right, so since we're talking about sewers and shits. Yeah, how's things up in Vermont, you think, with doo-doo trucking? No, not that. Okay. By the way, doo-doo trucking will be here for the no-holds-barred Christmas. Of course he is. Anywhere there's alcohol, he's going to be around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so here we go. You ready for this? Yeah. Last week, you may have missed this too, because I know you don't watch politics and I'm, I'm not trying to have a, oh my discussion. God, don't start with politics here. Hang on. Hashtag fart gate. <laughs> Hashtag what? Fart gate. Fart gate. Okay. Where are you at on it? I don't know anything about it. When you get done, I want you to jump on Twitter because mm. you said nothing good comes from Twitter and I'm going to prove yep. that wrong. Okay. And you're just going to type in hashtag fart gate. Okay. I can tell you don't believe me, but here's the deal. This guy's given a report on the impeachment hearings mm -hmm. and it sounds like he rips a shit. Mm -hmm. Here's what it sounds like. Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from <laughs> taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. <laughs> now, the, like, the where, where, where was that from? What, what, uh, network did that? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you what happened there. MSNBC. It's a phone vibrating on a table. Okay. Right. Right. Gotta be. Yeah. Well, it's, or it is who gives a flying fuck. No, we got to go to the bottom we have of hashtag fartgate. We got Ricky's team belt, Tully Blanchard, potentially the best match of the card. Well, let's talk about the goddamn fartgate. No, I don't want to talk about Fartgate. I don't give a fuck about Fartgate. I don't give Fartgate. I don't give a fuck about Twitter. Wait, wait, fuck, wait. Fuck, 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 What if we do a little bonus episode for Patreon and we call it Fartcade? Fartcade? Fartcade. It's just, just me and you and Silva going to Rosie's, <laughs> wearing out a bunch of Mexican food, coming back, watching shitty wrestling and just farting directly into the microphone. <laughs> That's horrible. We'll borrow, uh, it can't be okay, worse well, than Casio's cut. No, there's nothing worse than Casio's cut. Can you believe that's a real podcast? No. By the way, I heard through the grapevine. Are you, are you ready to laugh? Yes. I heard through the grapevine that Paul Bromwell, who we both know to be for the most part, a well-adjusted, well-educated modern man. Yes. He's Paul is one of the best. I mean, has his shit together, professional yes, he guy, does. successful, mm -hmm. smart, or mm -hmm. so I thought. Uh-oh. He is pitching Jay-Z on doing a podcast. And I know what you're thinking. What's the format? No, no, no. It's just the story of Jay-Z. Okay. All right. What would that sound like? Just... Him drinking a bunch of vodka, Red Bulls, and making shitty pizza. 
the story of Jay-Z. Yeah, just this, it's the Jay-Z Flair podcast. And this is this is going to be a weekly thing. This is not like an eight-week run and that's it. I hope it's a daily. <laughs> Today, I went down to the Bojangles. I cut a promo on the cashier and then I got me a sweet tea. And then I went and busted some bad guys. Came back to Bojangles. Even though it was lunchtime, I still wanted another chicken biscuit. So I got it. But what you don't know is that you should get a cheddar bow. That's a chicken biscuit with a piece of cheese on it. <laughs> when I got done with that, went and busted some dope heads. Then I came back for supper, decided I'd had enough cheddar bow. So I called the wife and she put out some white bread, stretched it out across the pan, put just craft singles on it, squirted some ketchup. Made ourselves a North Kakalaki pizza. And I don't know why Tony Schiavone keeps texting my wife. Then I went, I got online and pulled up topropebelts.com, looked at a bunch of Pakistani belts that have been made with American leather, pretending like they's American made. I know they weren't though. That leather might be from South Kakalaki, but I know Pakistani plate when I see it. <laughs> And what I like is the relief plate on the dome globe that Randy put out. Not, no, not Randy Jackson. Like the, that's a little too pitchy for me, dog, but Randy Jackson from top rope Oh God. And that's the first episode. And he made me a Jay-Z flair nameplate. <laughs> and sometimes what I like to do is I like to pretend that I was the world champion and I was the world champion of cheddar bows and redneck pizza. Hey, you know what we need to find? What Jay-Z's bench press is on episode two of the new Bromwell podcast. It's called the story of Jay-Z Flair. Oh, Paul, stop. Please stop. Hey, today's show is brought to you by my wife's makeup. Go buy some wife makeup. Makeup from my wife. By the way, you know, I feel a little bad for Chelsea and all this. Oh, I do too. Mrs. Zimmerman is a mm. nice person. She teaches, yes, she, is. she teaches our youth. Mm -hmm. She's just a kind hearted lady. Yes. She's just so supportive of all of his shenanigans. Hmm. I mean, he Amazing. goes, he goes in public with yellow shoes, a suit made out of the Bojangles wrapper, mm -hmm. white sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And a belt with a chin, a spinning chicken biscuit on it. Mm. They make, they go in public. Like he's in, the, he's at the Walmart mm -hmm. dressed like that. We were at a, a very nice restaurant in Charlotte. He was dressed like that. Remember that? And she loves it. Mm -hmm. Like that is a real testament to how much shit a good hearted woman will put up with. Right. So it, well, you should definitely go by. Some of my wife's makeup. Oh, we got some characters, huh? Next week on the show, I'm going to stick a ruler up my ass and see if you can smell <laughs> how tall I am. <laughs> All right. Good match here. It's got to be a good match, right? No. Oh, yeah. Come on. Steamboat and, and Tully Blanchard. Did you not hear Steamboat talking about how hurt he was? Yeah, but that's going to have a good story here. But he's hurting. Yeah, but, but, but Steamboat will not, but that's the story he's hurting, but he's going to fire back. Look, it's pain, 
They're slip. Man, look at these fuckers slip. Shit. Come on, man. This is good shit. As much as he's hurting, he's going to try to deaden the pain, forget the pain, block it out, and block go after Tully out. Blanchard, who obviously is going to have to work on the back here, Conrad. But look at Steamboat. Undaunted. Look at Big him. Cover. He could win the thing. Where the hell's the rip? Well, Tony, he's not going to win the thing. They're going 13 minutes. Well, you say that here in 2019, but November 22nd of 1984, we didn't know. Can you believe this was 35 years ago, dude? I cannot. But you know what I, what I think we should try to find, and I'm sure we can't find it anywhere. Those damn turnbuckle pads that had the, the Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling logo on it. You can't find shit that's in your own goddamn attic. Now we're looking <laughs> other places. I love those turnbuckle pads. Yellow and blue, mid-Atlantic emblem right on each of them. Loved them. By the way, if you want to buy some of my wife's makeup, all <laughs> you need to do is go to jayzflair.com forward slash store. And if you'd, like to, if you'd like to see near nudes of my Ooh. wife, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> At jayz underscore flair. I've got her modeling all my shirts and belts made by Randy Jackson. Some of these belts are a little too pitchy for me, dog. Justin, Justin, Justin. Dude, what a great description he has of himself. The love child of Mrs. Buttersworth and Mr. Clean. Hashtag Bojangles champion. Something else, man. He is a unique person. And as I found out, even though he is a a law enforcement uh, officer and law enforcement officers all, as I know, are well-versed in how to uh, apply first aid uh, that when I was dying in your basement, he did not move from his fucking chair. <laughs> well, in fairness, he was busy changing my life. He's the person who introduced <laughs> me to uh, vodka water and crystal light. Mm. Okay. I do think you would like one of his shirts that says Sundays are for Jesus fried chicken and naps. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. That's a good shirt. You can get that shirt over at jayzflair.com forward slash store. We've got shirts over at lowestrules.com too, by the way. And that's a great stocking stuffer this holiday season for any wrestling fan in your <laughs> life. And we've got some interesting new shirts, Tony. When's the last time you went to lowestrules.com? <laughs> Uh, just now I did. All right. How about, Hey, I'm just a fan. Boy, are you ever a cat? Couldn't scratch it. That's one of that's uh that's one of those, uh, long time. Tony's favorites. lame ass seafood. Mm. Got a big pita. Lois didn't like that. <laughs> well, lame ass seafood thing. You know that what, but the people at Jimmy's like it. Then that, then we'll. You then we'll do it. If Lois is upset, why don't you get that bitch a dilly bar? <laughs> My, you know what? One that really popped me. What's that? Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Peanut butter candy for morons. I like Tony freaking Shivani. I'm also a big fan of straight out of Craigsville, mm -hmm. Blumpkin Mania. 
yeah. a couple of different versions of Eric and Arn and Tony and Jr. and Bruce and Conrad. Uh, the goddamn candy man, Cooter Palooza life gigged me. God, there's, there's a bunch hard foundation. My favorite though, without question mm. is the hand Turkey dick right in time for Thanksgiving. And since we lost to uh, LSU, I assumed you were going to send me another version of the we win championships and fuck our cousins alabama shirt no no i just let that simmer you you're the one that cries about that again i don't give a fuck if alabama loses to lsu i don't care fuck did you only thing thing i care about is georgia beating auburn and georgia beating florida that's all i care about do you think um do you think you really can fake hepatitis I'm sure you can. Meanwhile, Conrad, meanwhile, hell of a match going on here. Nobody cares. No, it, it's a good match. It's it's a good old school match. Guys can, two great, man, two great athletes, now they're working on the back. You see, here's the story. Steamboat has had chiropractic, chiropractic services every day for the past two days. And Tully is working on the back. And now can Steamboat... Continue to come back. Steamboat was one of the great sellers of all time. What did he sell? Sellers, wrestling, vernacular. Yeah. In the, the ring. The answer was backdrops and clotheslines. And fist to the face. And I'm just saying it was a joke and you fucking fucked it. Cause that's what you do. You Shivani shit. Oh my God. Tell him back up, man. I love this. Next week. Can I just do this show with Matt Shivani? No. What about Chris? No. What about Lori's horrific gas? No. Let's get that going. Let's get that trending. No. I'm Tony's not. daughter fart. Hashtag Tony's daughter farts. <laughs> no. Hashtag Lois farts. <laughs> I like hashtag Tony's daughter farts. <laughs> it's going to get back to her and I'm going to get a heat here at the house. Take a look. You know, one thing is they, they, this thing was sold smack dab out and they also had, uh, this thing was also on uh, closed circuit to like Spartanburg, Greenville, probably Columbia, South Carolina, all the strongholds in the Crockett territory. They didn't have to show the fans because you could hear the fans and lighting the fans was not that big a deal back then. We didn't have to show people, Oh, we got a full house. You knew we had a full house. How about that? Spitzing? Fuck. You can't tell me you're not digging this match, Conrad. Come on, man. No, it's good stuff. Telling you how to be a heel. Just spit at him that time. And look how Steamboat's selling it and... Good old days, man. That was a high impact shit right there. Yeah. You know what? I think this is kind of like the low key, uh, five-star match of the show. Why don't you start calling this one? Nah, I don't call matches anymore. Boy, do you not ever. I just say, yep. JR, you're right. JR. 
which is the way I like it. Oh, boy, Steamboat could throw a working punch too, man. You know, you had you had to have an aptitude for it, and and in this day and age, you know, there's so much talk about, and rightfully so, and about the performance center and training wrestlers, and 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 I always thought that you can train as much as you want, but the way to really learn your craft is to work every day. And that's what these guys did. And that's why they were so good at what they did. They worked every day. They learned, was on the job training. Until he got opened up there. He's been lacerated. Oh, man. I don't know. You, you think it's, if, what do you think about this term, true or false? If I say Steamboat never had a bad match. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he did, but none come to mind. Yeah. I mean, if I was to say, boy, Tony had a bad broadcast, we could come up with some. <laughs> we were to say Conrad and Tony never had a bad podcast. Oh yeah. Steve Austin still exists. <laughs> that come- was a bad podcast. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, I wanted to cancel the fucking show. Really? Yeah. I thought I pretty much enjoyed it. Yeah. Cause you're not a good frame of reference for what's good or not. You know, mm-hmm. we established that early on in today's show. And you said you signed up for a wife who's basically, uh, an amoeba with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Amoeba. Hmm. Just got a text from Jay-Z. And? I said, you doing okay? He said, yes, sir. I'm fine and dandy and working. How are you, Mr. Shivani? Because I haven't heard from him. I don't know when. So this is where we are. This match is so exciting. You're texting Bojangles champions during it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you text Doug Markham, apologize for costing him his fucking job. Uh, I didn't cost Doug Markham his job, motherfucker. Well, did you check on him? Cause you're checking on Jay-Z. He's probably between cheddar bows. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm digging this match, man. I'm glad we watched it. And I, I know this long and some of the matches are, I mean, Listen, we've got we got two more matches to go. One's a short one with a couple of big name stars, and of course the other one's the main event. But I'm overall this show's pretty damn look at fucking Tully bleeding. Holy shit. And he got a gimmick in his hand. He was hiding it, picked him up. He's gonna hit him in the head as they go down. I've seen that finish before. I love it too. I do too. I mean, look at that mat. You think there wasn't any staph infection on that mat? Oh, Woo. You're just begging for it. Yeah. Guys opened up their heads and bled, and other guys will come right back in, open up their head, and there you go. What's your favorite Tully uh, opponent? My favorite Tully opponent was always Dusty. Me too. I thought Tully was such a great worker, and that... He had, he had, he drove Dusty to some of his best matches. And of course the baby doll storyline and all that was really cool.
So is Jay Z coming to uh, the Christmas party? I don't think so. I think uh, I think he's got heat with me. No, I just said just checking in. He said thank you, sir. Hope to see you in December, if not sooner. Well, I don't know why would why would you why would anybody why would you have heat with anybody? Well, I shit on people. Yeah, but you're a fun-loving guy, and we know what it's all about. Yeah, I'm just trying to be funny. And not only that, we I think if anything, there it is. How about that? Just a fuck. Good match, guys. If you uh, Tully Blanchard gets the win. Mm-hmm. Look at him. And there it is. Where's that TV belt? Is that still around somewhere? Do you have it? No, but I know who does. Okay. I'm one degree separated. Wow. Well, a week later, I wonder how Francine's doing. Hope she's doing well. No, she's been uh, having some health problems. Just thought I'd throw that out. I wanted to say hello to her. We're going to be seeing her on one of our podcasts coming up soon. What? Oh, yeah. thought you were I mean, inviting yeah. her to something. I'm like, what? No. No, I mean, we're going to be watching an ECW I, show. I think you have to buy some things off her Etsy store if you want her to show mm -hmm. up. Look at this. Here's your finish. No laugh about the Etsy store. Fuck you. Bam. Put the gimmick right back in his pants. And one, two, three. Where is her Etsy store? It's Etsy. Do you know what the website is? I'm not saying shit. You know, sold me. No sell Jones. Oh, come on. All right. Let's, let's do a little, uh, little Google action. Okay. I'm going to type Google. in is Tony Schiavone. Oh, no, what? don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't Google in something else besides my name. Meanwhile, we got superstar Billy Graham at Wahoo McDaniel here, man. And we got luck. <laughs> I typed in, does Ric Flair? You want to guess what the top suggestion is? Yes. Does Ric Flair have brain damage? <laughs> <laughs> we knew that back in 84. Well, the uh, sixth one down. Does Hulk Hogan have hair? <laughs> here he goes. You, you know what his music was coming out? At, at the, of course, it's not here, but he would come out. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> Them cats were fast as lightning. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, so um, if you type in "is Vince McMahon," <laughs> the sixth, yeah. the sixth one, yeah, related to Ed McMahon. <laughs> wow, boy, Billy Graham was a big star back in the day, wasn't he? We're talking about way before this. <laughs> The uh, seventh thing for does Jim Ross, the suggestion is how much does Jim Ross make? Oh, the answer much more than Tony Schiavone and deservedly. So 
by the way, if you type in Tony Khan, it goes Twitter, Randy Orton, AEW, mm-hmm. Net Worth, CM Punk. Wow. So that popped off. Hmm. <laughs> Is Fartgate real? <laughs> Here he comes, buddy. One of the toughest motherfuckers ever. Ever. God, what an entrance. All business. That belt's in Louisiana. And it's badass. It's a U.S. title belt? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same one that had paint on it. Just eventually the paint came off. Well, okay. I guess y'all called it the 10 pounds of silver or some shit like that. Okay. Fucking. Boy, what was that noise over there? What's that? You just vomit on the mic. (laughs) No, I think it was my, I think it was my tummy rumbling. Uh, Fargate. (laughs) Fargate (laughs) 2.0. By the way. Shout out to uh, Tony's daughter for making a run in on the show with her farts. Wahoo McDaniel, man, God, this is, you know what? I'm digging this. No, you're you're in a full blown nostalgia orgasm right now. Yes, I am. I am fucking digging this buddy. And this match doesn't go long. Does it? Wahoo was all business in the ring. By the way, uh, if you type in, why do farts? (laughs) (laughs) Are you you that bored with this that you got (laughs) to do? I'm, I'm, I'm here in full nostalgia mode and you're Googling farts. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> well, you want to do some more rap songs? No, Star I don't. I want to watch too. this match, buddy. This is superstar Billy Graham and Wahoo McDaniel. Well, two uh, legends. Here's a spoiler. It's going to suck dick. Oh no, it's not. Superstar hadn't, was not having good matches here. It, it doesn't matter. Look at him. He looks fucking ridiculous. Yes, he does. But he's still superstar Billy Graham. All right. Why do farts smell? Why do <laughs> farts burn? Why do farts make noise? Why do farts hurt? Why do farts smell good? Why do farts happen? Why do farts smell worse than water? Why do farts smell like eggs? Why do farts smell different? Why do farts linger? This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. By the way, if you type in what happened when the first suggestion is what happened when podcast. Okay. The second is Brooklyn tried to integrate. The third is (laughs) I was born. The fourth is Patreon. Mm. So how about that? 50% of the top four. Mm -hmm. The fifth is Jesus was baptized. The sixth is Rome fell. The seventh is I went vegan. The eighth is Eve ate the apple. And the last one you die. Yikes. Okay. Well, we're on top. That's good. Ooh. Wahoo laying them in baby. 
We were doing a promo in the back one time, uh, and superstar Billy Graham was going to wrestle Nikita Koloff. And he said, I hate the Russians. They come here to our country, and they take all our drugs. And everybody laughed, and we had to redo it. Superstar Billy Graham and Bruno San Martino was uh, quite a rivalry at one time. And they brought Superstar Billy Graham in, you know, when Flair broke his back, I believe, if I'm right. And, uh, boy, he was a pretty good heel. Wasn't the greatest worker in the world, but it was a pretty good heel. By the way, this, uh, this match is brought to you by jayzflair.com forward slash store. Okay. jayzflair.com forward slash store. Well, so talk, you, talk about you hate, this match because it sucks. I hate it. No, it, it does not suck, man. Look at this. They, they Billy Graham sucks, dude. He was he wasn't the greatest worker in the world, but man, he had I, I can't explain it. Maybe it was the era that just maybe it was me being a wrestling fan back in the seventies. I don't know, but Yeah. It was just I, I just thought he had that that aura about him, that big time when he when he was in a match, it was a big match. Billy Graham. And Wahoo won it with a chop. That's it. Thank God. And now it's time for our main event. Yeah, but before we get there, we're going to go back to Tony Schiavone again. If I can talk in the third person. We're going to meet the judges of the, uh, of the bout, I believe. Mm-hmm. Judges being a part of the world championship match is something we've seen, uh, a lot lot. in in WCW and the NWA and even AEW. Mm -hmm. Whoa, well, that didn't get all that one. Well, these slow motions are slow. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't really help. This was, uh, this was Wayne Daniel running in the videotape in the back. He did all that. There's that guy they had. He's going to peek around a corner again. I do believe. You reckon they got any of goddamn pimentos in there? <laughs> if I got pimentos, I might slide it underneath my winter meat right here. <laughs> Little pimentos in the, in the, in the. Uh, a pimento and, and, and the telltale <laughs> it, it was pretty good. You know it. <laughs> I love I love that old Jim Crockett promotions wrestling. Oh man! Well, so, hey, we're gonna show this again. Yeah, sometimes when I can't get to sleep, I just watch Starcade '84. It puts me right out. <laughs> then you're not a real wrestling fan. And fuck it, I ain't a real wrestling fan. I love the Harley race. Oh, we're going to third time showing this. Gene Kanitsky, one, two, 
three, go back to Sully's leg. There you go. Well, he's selling his goddamn ankle. He must have had the Tiwi injury. (laughs) Better be careful. They'll break his goddamn hip next week. Uh... These motherfuckers look like they're doing an infomercial (laughs) for Belltone. Look at them with their goddamn earpieces. They ain't even trying to conceal them. I can see it plain as day, these some of my bitches. Here we go. Bring it up. Okay, there it is. We're here in the dressing room. These three men that you see behind me will be very instrumental in tonight's world championship match. Uh, from left to right, Duke Kiyomuka, who's a former wrestling great, former boxing heavyweight champion, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Smoking Joe Frazier, and NASCAR driver Kyle Petty. Now, all these three men will be judges tonight, and, of course, Smoking Joe Frazier will be the referee in the ring. If the match goes 60 minutes, if it goes 60 minutes, then these three men will get together and decide who wins the match, and who they decide on will be the world heavyweight champion. Let's talk to Duke first and ask him what are some of his thoughts before this big match. All I can say is that we've got two great wrestlers in there, and we can just judge it by watching their abilities, and whoever wins it, wins it, and that's the way we'll call it. Uh, Joe Frazier will be in the ring, and you've been in the ring many, many times. This is a big match for you also. Well, maybe sometimes people usually think that uh, they call me for something different. Uh, they know that this is a championship fight, and I know it's a championship fight. Uh, Rick know it is, and also uh, Dusty. These gentlemen here to make sure that the rules and regulations be kept right. Uh, if I see something is wrong out there with these guys, I'm a fair guy. I would call it off. Uh, I would say it can't be done. <laughs> if somebody get hurt out of it, I don't want nothing to go around because I have sons in this box. This game also just like boxing, no different. Well, you can be sure that, that Joe Frazier is going to make sure everything goes right in the ring. And right here, Kyle Petty, who is uh, on the NASCAR circuit, of course, uh, and for many years. And it's a lot different uh, to judge a wrestling match than it is to uh, be a NASCAR driver. What do you think about tonight's match? Well, I don't know. You know, uh, in, in NASCAR racing or whatever, you've got to be aggressive. And uh, out here tonight, these two guys are going for the championship. And anytime you go for any type of championship, then everybody's aggressive. So uh, we'll see who comes out on top and uh, who's the aggressor of the two. And uh, Hopefully it, it won't come down to, to our decisions. If it, if it does, maybe uh, I might want to mail my vote in as far as that goes if they get a little rough. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it'll be a tough decision, but uh, I think we can make the right one. Okay, it's almost here. It's for $1 million for the world's heavyweight title, and these three men could, de- could decide who wins the money and who wins the title. Let's go back to Bob Cottle and Gordon Soley. Boy, I feel bad for Joe Frazier. Mm. Did it look like to you that just... Kyle was ready to bust out laughing at any time. Well, he was. Like, yeah. The silly shit I'm getting involved in. From Randleman, North Carolina, right outside of Greensboro. Bud, there's Duke Kiyomuka. He's going to. Duke Kiyomuka. Duke Kiyomuka. Duke Kiyomuka. <laughs> Duke Kiyomuka. Everybody loved that Duke Kiyomuka. <laughs> How do you like it? Duke Kiyomuka. On a glass coffee table, me underneath. On a glass coffee table, me underneath. On a glass coffee table, me underneath. Duke Kiyomuka. Duke Kiyomuka. Duke Kiyomuka. We've watched so much that we're now punchy. But the main event's coming up here. 
Main event time. Main event time. Uh-uh. Boy, taking a long time to get to the ring here, some bitches. Come on. About 30 minutes left in this show. Well, because it's only a 12 minute match, but then there's tons of post match horse shit. <laughs> I'll talk to Flair. I'll talk to Dusty. Motherfucker, push me. I'll talk to Joe. Funny Joe Frazier asking how that pumpkin pie was. Look at that big time look, though, man. Police coming in, walking fast. Looks like a star. Yeah, he sure does. Well, he was. Is. Is. Always will be. Forever. So we didn't talk about it, but uh what's on the what's on the uh on deck for the Shivani family Thanksgiving? I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be in the air during Thanksgiving. You mean today? N- uh today. Yes, I'm in the air today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this on an American Airlines flight. <laughs> Between between Maui and and Atlanta, so you took the whole family to Hawaii for Thanksgiving? Shit, huh? No, I did not. I went on my own. The Maui Invitational with the Georgia basketball team. Three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Maui. Flying back all day on Thanksgiving. Back in time on Friday morning to land to go right to Georgia Tech, set up the broadcast, and then go. Do leads for AEW Dark. So, what was your what's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving item you expect to ingest today? Well, uh, again, I, I don't want to get. We got into this argument on uh, if you're a, a follower of ours on Patreon, and we talked about this on a bonus podcast. I remarked that Lois has is the best. Uh, Nobody cooks turkey as good as Lois. Fuck you. And, and see, uh, there you go. Fuck you. You took advantage of, you took uh, exception to that because you think you do. Well, I know it's better than Lois's. Nah, bullshit. She cooks the shit in a fucking oven, bro. Oh, and you cook yours in the big green egg, right? You got it. And that makes it better. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I love turkey. I love dressing. Uh, I love mac and cheese. I love broccoli casserole. Mm. Uh, I like rolls and butter. <laughs> rolls and butter. Rolls and butter, baby. Slather that butter on. Eat. But my, but but really, my favorite of everything Thanksgiving is pumpkin pie. Mm. I just fucking love pumpkin pie. We're not doing pumpkin pie with Conradison this year. Well, what the fuck's wrong with you? What do you mean? Why? What are you doing? Not doing mincemeat, are you? What does minced meat? There you go. Thank you. Lois loves minced meat. It is fucking putrid. But what, what are you, what is it? I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, it's got, it's got like booze in it. Oh, well that's why she likes it. Yeah, that is. Wait, so this is a, a pie you're saying? It's called minced meat pie. Most people have heard of it. So it's a meat pie. Yeah. It's got meat in it. So, uh, well, that's like a nickname. For your high school girlfriend, right? Mince meat? Yeah, meat pie. So what are you having for uh for dessert? Oh, we'll have a uh, chocolate cake. 
Chocolate cake. We'll have lemon pie. Okay, that's good. We'll have some bunt cake. Bunt cake, okay. And um, I don't know. Megan may break out a cheesecake. I don't know. She's good at right. that. Right. Well, it's not uh, not Thanksgiving that pumpkin pie. No, we don't do that. I think pumpkin pie and uh, and pecan pie those are for the elderly. Which you will be one day. Yeah, but I'm not today, so we're not having it. Now it is casserole city though. Mm-hmm. Broccoli, squash, sweet potato, hash brown, corn, green bean, casserole mm. city. Mm, love it. And Heather Silva, as I think I told you, bringing Dave, ham. Dave Silva, you got, yeah, you got to try her ham. <laughs> she makes, she, she, she makes a real good ham. It's, that is, that is it's so spiral and and glazed. It's delicious. <laughs> that is so spot on, Dave Silva. With the leftovers, we're gonna make we're gonna make ham and tortillas and <laughs> and uh, jalapenos and 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 we'll probably make some like quesadillas and tamales and chili relinos. So, Dave, how is your wife's ham? It's fantastic. It's what? Fan- oh, it's fantastic. No, it's fantastic, Dave. Not fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. You ever notice that whenever Dave Silva reads, he moves his lips. No. It's like a fucking toddler. He can't <laughs> he can't read without moving his lips. And here's the thing, like he's ESL. And so I get it. Like if I was I would probably be moving my lips trying to speak Spanish or read Spanish too. So mm-hmm. All right, here we go, man. This is uh an iconic match. Here we go. Dusty oh, Rhodes, Rick Flair. I have these uh boots of Dusty's. Yeah, I know. I've seen them. As seen on the WWE company. network. Big time feel to it, wasn't it? I mean, we built it up right. But Joe Frazier in there. I love all the ringside photographers. Yeah. Look at the it way Dusty back. moves around, man. Yeah, I know. He's light on his feet for what do you think? Probably two eighty. I don't know. I was thinking maybe three hundred here. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how tall he was. That's the thing. Like I don't know in real life. I think it was like six, six two, six three, maybe. One, two. Clean break, man. Of course, the uh, the next star Starcade after this was eighty five. And wait, wait, wait. Are you saying Starcade eighty four was before Starcade eighty five? Yes, it is. Fuck, I always get that, that confused. And that was the gathering, and that was. Uh, here he goes, man. I love those strikes. Uh, <laughs> He had such timing in the ring. and So Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair for the world title again. Again. Is your, is your next, main event in Stark uh-huh. 85. Mistake? In a, you four? In a 80, 84, 85. Uh, uh, 86 was the night of the Skywalkers, remember? Yeah, it's Flair and Akita. Yeah. 87, which we've covered as uh, Flair and Garvin. You know what 86 was going to be, don't you? 
It was going to be Flair and Magnum with Magnum winning the strap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your boy, Ricky Morton, has insinuated that 87 was going to be Flair and Ricky Morton, but Mm -hmm. Ricky wouldn't break up the rock and rolls. Well, Flair and Ricky Morton wrestled at the Great American Bash in Charlotte. Uh, I can't remember what year that was. It may have been 80. That was probably 86, 85, 86. That was the main event. Starcade 88 is Luger. Starcade 89 is Sting. We talked about that future shock, Star- Iron Man challenge or whatever. Starcade 90 is Sting and Black Scorpion. Yeah. Starcade really? 91 is one of the worst shits of all time. The Battle Royal, the Battle Bowl. See, it really, Starcade really went to shit when Turner took over, didn't it? 91, it was just. I mean, horrific. But it started to turn around. Starcade 93 was just fantastic. You know, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Vader and. Why do you sound like Count Chocula when you say that? Fantastic. But then Starcade 94, where you guys just did. Uh, AWTV a couple of weeks ago. They're in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Hogan and, and Ed Leslie. What the fuck? Yeah. Starcade 80, uh, Starcade 93 was in Charlotte at the, what is now the Bojangles uh, Coliseum where we did AEW. That's the jzflare.com forward slash store built. Mm hmm. Uh, shout out to, uh, Corey who tweeted out <laughs> right around Thanksgiving. Someone drew a hand Turkey on the whiteboard in my office. And all I see when I look at it is dicks. <laughs> Thanks, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> yeah. Blame me for something that Conrad came up with. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you being negative about your I'm idea? Not, I'm not being negative about my, about your idea at all. But at lowestrules.com, that's pretty much <laughs> who uh, who's a nutsack and, and dick that they trace for that. Um, that's Ryan, our t-shirt guy. That's he it. put his, That's his dick? That's his cock and balls. Hi, huh, Ryan. Thank you for taking one for the company. Yeah. And those are uh, the... Colored pieces or or his his personal collection of butt plugs. (laughs) Shout out to uh, old Red Legs Robbie for picking Red Legs Robbie. Yes, he picked up the uh, Look Ma No Hands Hand Turkey Dick shirt. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Scott Schober picking up the uh, Eric and Arn and Tony and Jr. and Bruce and Conrad shirt. Hey, and appreciate uh, uh, the uh, the front row love we got. The lowest rules T-shirt a couple of weeks ago in Nashville. Yeah, how about that? And then uh, that gentleman, which uh, we met him, and he was he came and took a picture with us. Remember? Oh no, you he came into the to Zanies, took a picture with Jr. and me. And immediately, I got it. I got a text as soon as that show hit. Lois said, "Hey, my shirt's in the front row." I said, "Yeah, it certainly is." I bet she gives me no credit for that shirt. Oh, no, she probably doesn't. Of course not. By the way, did I tell you that I'm coming to your house for Christmas? <laughs> we won't be here. 
Well, I'm going to be at your house. That's my point. You're going to be at my house? Yeah, for Christmas. Okay, good. Are you going to appraise it so I can sell it? Oh, are you trying to sell your house? No. I was going to say, I can help you do that. You are going to have to help me with my mortgage, Joe. I mean, listen, I, I can sell anything. Oh, I know that. I forget. You've seen me in action. You know how good of a salesperson I can be. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is absolutely, for someone who announces we're living, it's beyond my ability to describe. Boy, Flair right here looks like a bunch of spilt fuck, doesn't he? Yes, he does. As a matter of fact, the only thing I can say is that you may be the greatest seller in the history of our great sport. <laughs> That's about as good as I can say it. Or as well as I can say it. You know, what's interesting is so many people don't even know. No, and that's good. How good of a salesperson I really am. No, that's good. By the way, behind the scenes. Oh, upside down. How about you that? You and I have got a lot to talk about. Oh. There's been some real drama in the wrestling world lately. Wow. Well, you, uh, you kind of mentioned some of it that broke out on social media. No, I'm talking about stuff that nobody knows about. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Like it hadn't come to a head yet in public, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just need to smarten you up. So when it hits, you'll be ready. Okay. (laughs) It ain't all good. Well, it's good for me and you. What's that? It's good for me and you. Oh yeah. But you know. Hater's going to hate and ain't going to ain't. How about what is smoking Joe trying to do here? Get out of the way. Well, they, look at what well, he can do. that make a three count, doesn't he? Boy, uh, this is the most pathetic three count I've seen. Yeah. Well, smoking Joe was told to get in there and that's as good as a boxer can do. in a match it to work. Whatever happened to kayfabe? Why, why can't we believe it anymore? Because, why? Well, I mean, I, I, I understand. I get it, but I just, I think specifically it was when you guys had Sting shoot lasers out of his eyes, <laughs> or we had the had the small guy blow up the boat. A little person blew up a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also the whole thing where there was a feud with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Big Bubba Rogers because Bubba <laughs> was allergic to rabbits. Speaking of small people, where the fuck is Hornswoggle been? Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't see him or hear about him or anything. Boy, you're hurtful. First no, of I'm all. not hurtful. I never see from that little sawed off motherfucker. And I, you know, he, he's he's pretty funny. I love laughing at him, and uh, he's just not around anymore. Or maybe he is, and I'm just not looking down. Do you know? I why, don't know. Do you know why he's not around anymore? What? Because it's Christmas time. He's making toys, motherfucker. Oh, got it. What are you talking about? It's like you don't, you're not even aware of where we are. But just as a shout out, our great close personal friend, Dylan, does have a new book out that would be excellent for the wrestling fan in your life. It is a good read, especially if you enjoyed or grew up on the WWE in the last 15 years. He's got behind the scenes stuff that nobody else does. Oh, good. The name of the book is Life is Short and So Am I. My mm-hmm. life inside, outside, and under the wrestling ring. It came out in September. It's available now on Kindle paperback. You can even get it as an audio book. 
check it out on Amazon or anywhere you enjoy books, but it's life is short. And so am I, my life inside, outside and under the wrestling ring. Yeah. I'm sure it's a short read, but a good one. Kevin Sullivan likes it, as you can hear in the background. Well, look at Dusty. Holy shit. He's opened up. Oh, my God. Well, of course, this is going to stop the match. Getting ready to stop the match. Nope. Go to Checky's eye. See? This, you know what, though? This is a shitty finish. Blair going back to the attack. Yeah, Joe's lost here, isn't he? Yeah, big time, dude. Yeah. Dusty jumps up like, fuck you. Oh, see, that's good shit, man. Dusty knew he had to really open himself up, and by golly, he did. Well, you know, you, uh, what's he doing? This is shit, man. Yeah. He's going on. He's down. He's talking to Duke Kiyomuka. Duke Kiyomuka. And Duke says, check the eye again. That's it. They're stopping the match. Yeah. Let's play a little audio here. Now, wait a minute. What's happening here? Hold up, hold up, just a minute, we're, we're holding up the match. Frazier checking, checking the cut. And he, he has, has stopped, stopped the match. Smoking Joe Frazier. He has stopped it because of the cut on the eye. Well, that's the only uh, conclusion I can draw here. I can only conclude that uh, that cut was uh, so severe and uh, perhaps in the eyelid itself. Yeah, he that, didn't uh, want to risk any permanent injury to that eye, I'm sure of that, and any permanent damage. And, hey, wait who, a second. Who is this? Rhodes started to go after Frazier, I believe. So what do you think of uh, your biggest show of the year and you're doing a fuck finish? Don't like it at all. If I, I get it for a return match, but on the biggest show of the year, I don't like the finish. You got to pay uh, it off on the biggest show. Yeah. There's Meltzer in there. I'm sorry. It's Brian. I did it. Uh, I And there's a million dollars from Jim Crockett. I would, uh, I'd go cash that right away. <laughs> Duke Kiamuka. Hello. Hey, let me cover your cut. I'm just going to blindfold you with this towel. <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> huh. And he's like, wait a minute. Okay. I can't see nothing. Not my left eye neither. There's a star K 84 shirt. Yeah. Uh, Tully was wearing one in the back earlier. I really dug it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey Ryan, if you're listening, let's get a uh, star K 84 shirt. Mm. You know what? We'll call it star cast 84. Cause can't get in trouble for that. No, we can't. And of course, eventually I won't be around to see it. There will be a Starcast 
84. Oh, never mind. Let's call it Shivani 84. <laughs> there you go, Ryan. There's the, that's what we need. Shivani 84. Got that lung, that young barrel. Barrel. Loving this, man. I, I really enjoyed this show, Conrad. I did. I know it was three hours and we had a lot of fun, but still, I, again, it goes back to what do you remember? And, you know, I was working for the baseball team at that time. And this was, I believe it would be about three months later, four months later, where Crockett Park, where we worked, burned down. Mm. We were doing our uh, March show at Greensboro when we found out it burned down. Doug Dellinger said, Crockett Park is gone. I said, what do you mean it's gone? Because it had burned one time before, and they put it out. What's going on in there? Uh, but uh, Doug said, no, it burned to the ground, and it did. All right, here we go. Here's your audio from Tony Schiavone. Well, the once again world heavyweight champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair, and that was quite a match. As a matter of fact, one of the most unusual matches that I've ever seen, but you are $1 million richer at this moment. It's right here, a $1 million. It is unfortunate the way it happened, but I told you, and I'm talking to you, Dusty Rhodes, and I'm talking to fans out there, that I got in that ring to go 120%. And don't think he wasn't in there going 120%. It's unfortunate he suffered the cut. Whether Joe, Joe Fraser should have stopped the match or not, it's not my business. All I went in that ring to do was make sure I walked out with this and with this. I've got him right here, both Tony. I'm thankful for this evening, and I'm thankful to be the world champion. I'll be back here next year. Count on it. Thanks. That's it from the world heavyweight champion once again, Nature Boy Ric Flair. We're going to try to go over and get a word with Dusty Rose if we can. We know it was a very big cut over his eye. Let's send it right now back to Bob and Gordon, and we'll try to get a word with Dusty Rose. Thank you so very much, Tony. And by the way, Tony. All right, now we're going to go. Uh, now we're going to see a motherfucker push me. That's okay. Why are you cussing, you know, your friend? No, I'm kidding. I, uh. It's funny, I just, the pumpkin pie. Why do you remember the pumpkin pie so well? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just sit down and it was me and Dusty and a bunch of us and he wants some pumpkin pie and yeah, and he grabbed it and started eating it and Dusty looked at me and winked as if to say, we're watching Joe Frazier eat pumpkin pie that I gave him. I, I don't know what it was. What what do you think um, Dusty was tweeting after the show? Dusty after the show? He wasn't tweeting shit because tweet wasn't around. Tweet, tweet wasn't around. <laughs> look at this look at this guy right here. <laughs> hey motherfucker. Y'all got any, we got get got to eat in there. Oh. <laughs> hey, look at that on TV. This is get the best fucking... part of the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> they're staying on that shot until they get the motherfucker out of the way then they go back to them too dude that was tremendous that was I just hope they go back to it and he's still there fuck people are beginning to file out of the building here we are 
All right, here we go. Do not look forward in doing. You see Dusty Rhodes right here with his uh, world tag team partner, uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. There it went, $1 million in the world's heavyweight title right out the window. I have never, ever in the history of my profession had a match stop by any means. This is wrestling, Joe Frazier. This ain't boxing. These are men. These are one-on-one. We talking about a million dollars, Jack. We talking about the best we have to offer. Stitches in my head don't mean a damn to me, Joe Frazier. You better look around the country. You better be in the fighting shape of your life. Because somewhere, someplace, I'm going to get you, Joe Frazier and Ric Flair. If you call this a victory, you need to go home and kiss your mama. This ain't no victory. This ain't over. Leave you with this. Spend your money well. Don't throw it away. Because the American dream lives and will continue to live. Get out. Well, fans, that's it from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Obviously a very upset man right now, but as he said, I'm sure he will be back. And now back to Bob and Gordon. Gordon, you could tell right there mm. he was very disappointed, and who can blame him at the moment? I think the angle was going to be Dusty and Joe Frazier. You know, I, I think that's what they had built it up for, but it never came out or never came to fruition. Hmm. Why don't you think that is? Do you think just Frazier was punchy? I don't think they could come to an agreement. Or maybe Joe never really wanted to get in the ring. It, it could have been the fact that, and this could have happened in pro wrestling, that's what Dusty had in mind, and he never worked it out with Joe, and he thought maybe that after this match and after what all happened, Joe would agree to it, and Joe didn't. Hmm. Hmm. Well, go back and show us some of the action here. Well, this is our worst what happened win in a long time. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, listen, no, no, it's not. The show no. was too old. No, it you, wasn't. You were too old. No, I was young. Uh, by the way, there's Wade Keller. There's Dave yeah. Meltzer. Mm -hmm. Just keep everybody abreast of what's going on here. So there you see big pickup by Dave Meltzer. Oh, airplane spin on Wade Keller. Mm -hmm. Five stars. And here he is from the Ginger Lynn porn set. There's Jesse Barr, great talent. Magic Mike Graham. Mm -hmm. It's probably the best match on the card besides uh, Steamboat and Tully. Well, we could we could do this to the Starcade music. Dan, 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 dan. Let's see what they're playing here. Dan, that's probably what they really were playing here. Dan, 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 you know, I can Dan, actually Dan. just play it, right? What's that? You can't play it. Okay. Because he won't be able to use it on YouTube if you play it. Dan, 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 and there's the bull rope and the worst roll up ever. One, two, three. He's the winner. The bull. Daddy. Ooh, take off Paul Jones. Take off that tuxedo. There's bad, bad Leroy Brown of the Zambui Express. 
And there come JJ fucking him over with the thermos of Hulk Hogan. Den, 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 den. Great highlight package, don't you think? No. No. Okay. Dirty Dick Slater, den. We didn't watch this match because we were rapping. Den, 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 den. Harry back on big old Ron Bass. Get him out of the corner. He threw the referee. There's the Russians, and there's Keith Larson, Rocky Cronoodle. Oh, Don Cronoodle had enough, man, from Elon College, Burlington, North Carolina. Local product done good. Now Don's about 800 pounds. And the best match on the card, as you would expect, between two great athletes and two great workers. Dun, 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 dun. Protecting his his partner there on the power slam. And down goes. Here comes the chop. It's gonna win it with this chop right here. Boom! Down goes Graham. Down moonlight Graham. And then Ric Flair's hand is raised. I didn't have time to put together a highlight package for that. Okay. Shivani. Yeah, here we go. Champion Smokin' Joe Frazier because at Starcade 84 on this night, he stopped the match and therefore gave Ric Flair the world's heavyweight title once again and gave him $1 million. And Joe, I've been watching wrestling for a long time. I've been a wrestling commentator for over a year now. I've never seen a professional wrestling match stopped, and it must have been a very bad cut to make you stop that fight. I think that what the, the whole um, uh, fans and people around the world look at the, the Bucks. Uh, the, the Bucks have nothing to do with it. The man was in serious trouble out there. These guys are exchanging blows, uh, let's say, from the beginning. Uh, I try to give them, let's say, a warning, a break, whenever. Uh, let's say uh, Dusty was in trouble uh, after he got cut. Uh, Rick went back to the corner, but he still want to come back out and fight some more. The, the cut was really bad. It was old man uh, right eye. So, and it's bleeding all in his eye. How could he continue like that? You had a couple other judges with you. Did you talk to them about that cut and we, ask them their decision? We talked about it before I went in the ring. If anybody gets in serious trouble out there, I should call the shot because I'm the closest to the cut. The guy was bleeding all in his eye. He couldn't see out of his eye. He got on the rope and started looking around. He was looking for Flair. Couldn't even find him. So I stopped the fight. You've seen a lot of cuts, of course, in your days of boxing. Uh, what about that cut? That must have been a very, very bad cut. It was a bad cut right over his eye. And the blood was bleeding. I was all bloody when I come down here. And the blood, blood was dreaming right in his eye. I had to stop it. Well, once again, Smoking Joe Frazier was named special referee, and he called it. He stopped the fight. And once again, Nature Boy Ric Flair is world heavyweight champion at Starcade 84 and $1 million richer. This is Tony Schiavone from Starcade 84. The blood was bleeding, so I had to stop it. And, of course, I hit him with that. I've been a wrestling commentator for, for over a over year. year. <laughs> I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> Oh God. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope it, it brought back some great memories to you for you. It did. Good. I'm glad. You know what? But we have a merciful God who's let this show finally be over. Mm -hmm. And of all the things I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving, I'm most thankful that this show is fucking over. Me too. When I look at my clock, I realize Tony, it's about that time. 
In the ring, Duke Kiyomuka going up against superstar Billy Graham. Two of my favorites, Kyle Petty is the special referee. And now hitting the ring is smoking Joe Frazier. He just, he's going down into the stands. There's a guy, there's a young kid down. It's Conrad Thompson. He's hitting him with a left hand and knocking his ass out. They're dragging him in the ring. Here comes Jay-Z Flair, the Bojangles champion. The cover, one, two, Conrad kicks out. But we're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week. And happy Thanksgiving on What Happened When. We're on Westwood One. And on Mondays, we're on Patron. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 